Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Let's go, stinking genius. Let's go. Look who's here. Look who's here. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, listen. <laughs> Why? I'm, I'm complimenting you. I don't quit shows because I have to watch my team lose every Saturday night like you do. I'm here. I'm here every Sunday. You can put your bad jokes out there. I'm always here. The only time I'm not here is if I'm on a family vacation or unavoidably detained because of some legal issues. I don't miss the show because my team either wins a game that's not a big enough blowout or loses. Did you? You're considering that a win? Yes, are you Arnie. A win for that? Yes, Arnie, I am. Are you are you going to take a win for playing close against BYU wow. on Saturday night? Oh, well, that's okay. I'm dropping you out of the top ten anyway. But I'm glad you showed up today. I I thought you were going to say you had scurvy or something like that. I'm not doing this all night. I'll just go. <laughs> I've got to work in the morning. I can go to bed. I mean, Sooners are one and zero. Drop them out of the top ten. I don't care. Last year, everyone had Mississippi State going to the championship. After one week, they finished what, like three and nine. Everyone thought Texas A&M sucked because Vandy almost beat them. They went to the Orange Bowl. Listen, week one, and especially this year, is one of the most confusing week ones we've ever been a part of. And I'm still trying to figure some things out, like. How does Montana beat Washington, right? How funny is that? (laughs) That's hilarious. How is that game that close between OU and Tulane? How does Clemson and Georgia not play offense? I mean, I love everyone's like, oh, my gosh, defense is so incredible. No, no, no. No. Their offense is stunk last night. And Clemson's Clemson's offensive line is atrocious. So I think we've got a lot to unpack for college football tonight. And, Arnie, this is our last Sunday night show before we have a Sunday night football game that wow. we'll be watching from now until what? The last week in January, essentially? Ooh. 
I'm ready to roll. This is great. I still kind of wish this was week one instead of having the bye week, but I guess I'm okay with that. Um, now that we get college football going, so I mean, knowing uh, that yeah. the knowing that the Super Bowl isn't until February what twentieth? I mean, or, or the thirteenth, whenever. It's just it seems. And I'm, listen, I'm not complaining. Give me more football, and I'll be a right. fan of it. There is a part of me that thinks, let's go, let's let, let's do this week. I like people that say, oh, the NFL, they want to give it to the college. No, the NFL does not care about going up against the college game as far as TV is concerned. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just – I'm excited because we've got the NFC West we're going to preview tonight, our final divisional preview in the final hour. We've got John Middlecoff coming up here in just a bit to do a quick recap of what happened on Saturday and then go all in on this week. I mean – this is one of the greatest weeks of the year because you have college football to look back on, and we still have Ole Miss tomorrow. And, Arnie, we got the first full weekend of the NFL coming up starting Thursday night with the Cowboys and the Bucs. Yeah. yeah, you know, and like I said, I'm, I'm not complaining because I know the season really starts on Thursday, but that Thursday game is, is going to be a small appetizer. You can, you'll be able to turn that game off by halftime. The, the beating tamp is going to give Dallas anyway, but at least we got a good, you know, at least we got two named teams there so we can enjoy a little NFL, but it will be over at halftime. I get, <laughs> so now Tampa, Dallas is, are, what, have you already planned your second half viewing for Thursday night? You're already done with that? Law and order. Yeah. Law okay, and order, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. We, we got to find you some, some new shows to watch. <laughs> if it's, it's always law and order. Now, by we the way, do, if, if Notre Dame loses this game, I'm, I'm going to drop them out of the top 25 after blowing well, a 17 point lead. This is an incredible story that's going on in front of us right now, because will we have the NFL uh, next Sunday night? You bet. But college takes center stage tonight. And not only is Florida State trying to rally to beat Notre Dame in Tallahassee right now, but they're doing so with McKenzie Milton at quarterback. And I don't, I mean, listen, I'm not going to pretend to understand the strategy that Mike Norvell waited this late to use him. Maybe it was finally they got to a point where, hey, the offense isn't moving. It's stagnant. Let's go ahead and give well, it a shot. I thought it was because he got hurt. No, was I wrong on that? Because he, he pulled him right after a sack and his helmet got ripped off and he was shaking his head. I, I, I guess yeah. I, my, my thought is if he was okay to come back at that point, right. then why wasn't he okay to come back sooner? And maybe, right, right. listen, no, uh, again, no, no offense to who is it, Jordan Travis. I mean, he played pretty well. He dropped right. an absolute dime. And Notre Dame's defense, eh, we'll see. But I, I guess maybe my point is, why did we wait so long to get him back in there? He's looking pretty good. You know, he's driving him down the field. Uh, I know your feet is probably ahead of mine, so I'm not going to pretend like well, they converted to third down or not. Did you see the first touchdown when it was seven nothing Notre Dame? I said there's zero chance Florida State's going to win this game. I'll quit every job in the world. Um, if, if Florida State could even come close. It, it, it seemed like it was going to be like a, a 42-10 blowout at that point. Well, then technically, wouldn't you have to quit all your jobs because isn't this game close? Yeah, but look, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. I thought you said that's what you did say. <laughs> well, the, the bottom line here is we're getting a good game tonight. Um, and it, the top 25 is going to be all scrambled this week, understandably. So I don't think they'll drop Clemson that much because they did lose to George. I'm sure the right. Sooners are going to fall, uh, even though they, Iowa State should fall. It took oh, them horrible. Uh, they, they, Iowa State should fall big time. It, it took them a lot to get by Northern Iowa. And yes, I, I mean, listen, I understand that some might say, oh, but it's an in-state rival. Sorry. Uh, if you're a top 10 team, you shouldn't be playing close games against the likes of Northern Iowa, the Tulane's of the world. I mean, hell, we tried to warn you about Miami. You had two people warning you about Miami, Arnie, 
two. You had myself and Ryan Fowler say, I wouldn't listen. What are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you but, taking upset special here? But I want you to say something when you said, you know, people are going to rip on Oklahoma. Really should give Tulane a lot of credit. Their offense, I felt, looked pretty good. I thought Pratt did a good job. And coming in, I knew they had a pretty decent offense, but I didn't think it was that good. Uh, I've never seen a quarterback get it handed to him as consistently as Pratt did on Saturday and get up. Right. I, I right. mean, there is a point. It was kind of like the karate kid. We're like, just stay down. Just stay down, Daniel. Just stay down. <laughs> and he kept getting Don't up. Get up. Don't and get up. And he, dude, he took shot after shot and kept just dropping these little dimes on these underneath routes. It was enraging to watch in person, but incredible when you look back on it knowing, wow, you, you survived and won that game. But I'll tell you what, um, I, I'm going to be very interested, Arnie, to see what the top 20, week two top 25 doesn't matter. Right, in the whole grand scheme of things, if you're undefeated or even if you lost to a highly ranked team, you're, you're, you're still in this mix. There's only been, I think, one time, maybe it's twice, in the short history of the four-team playoffs right. when even three of the four teams that make the playoffs are undefeated. More often than not, it's it's one or two undefeated teams and two one-loss teams, and I think a majority of the time you'll see like three one-loss teams. But I'll be fascinated to see. You know, Ohio State won, but they didn't look impressive whenever they won on Thursday night. You had a top 10 team lose in North Carolina. You had number three, Clemson lose, but number five, Georgia won. Oklahoma didn't look good. So does Georgia move up and Oklahoma moves down? It took Texas A&M a while to get going. Cincinnati looked awesome. Oregon didn't look so great. Suddenly Penn State looks horrible. horrible. And they got Ohio State next weekend too. Right. So again, I'm not trying to put too much on week two. I in my knee jerk rankings, uh, week one of the college football season, every week of the NFL season, and then of course that's one and one A, and the NBA playoffs fall somewhere uh, in that area. But that's what we're here for, right, Arnie? It's what we learned after week one of the college football season, which is still in full effect with Florida State trying to pull off this comeback win over Notre Dame, or at the very least tie this game and it send it tied. to overtime. It's they tied, get field my goal, friend. yes. You got, you're ahead of me again, Arnie. I don't know how long we've done this show. Somehow cable works faster in Vermont. <laughs> so fill in the audience because I'm still at 50 seconds left here in the fourth quarter. Oh, no, no, no. It's like 40 seconds left, and that was a long field goal. Good kick. It's uh, all tied at 38, uh, 40 seconds left, and Notre Dame with one timeout. So look at the kickoff. We'll see where they put it at. Ryan Fitzgerald with a 43-yard field goal. Ooh. So Notre Dame's going to get a shot, 40-ish seconds left, 40 straight up after the kickoff. Maybe. 39-38, unless they fair catch it. We'll see if they can get in field goal range. Looks like this game is headed to overtime. A bad snap. A bad snap on their third down play kind of cost Florida State better field position well, or even a chance at the win. How about going for it uh, on fourth down in their own territory when they were only down, was it by 10? And then, of course, Notre Dame comes to get the touchdown that goes up by 17. Everybody thought game over at that point. So give Florida State credit. I bet the coaches kicking himself in the backside about going for it on fourth down there. Yeah, awesome, awesome setting. Awesome settings, by the way. If we dive right into this, things we know after week one of the college football season as we're watching everyone lose their mind in Tallahassee right now, man, Arnie, it's great to have fans back. It oh, makes all it? the difference in the world. 
It does, man. It is awesome. It really does make all the difference in the world. It, it enhances it, it, it just 10 times more. It was it was great to see what was going on in the Wisconsin game and the fans there all packed in. It was just it was great even if your team played it on the road. It was just great to see the the stadiums packed like that. Yeah, and it started on th- you're right. It started on Thursday night with Minnesota who had a great home crowd on Thursday night. Then on Friday, Virginia Tech rocking. I mean, inner Sandman, that place losing its mind. All day Saturday, you saw great crowds. Of course, the Wisconsin jump around. That was pretty oh, that amazing, was right? That pretty was Even though they lost the game. But crowds everywhere to see them back were big. Arnie, how about this? After week one, I'll throw this. I um, I think this is going to be Georgia's best opportunity. Oh, yeah. But, it's, but at some point, they've got to score some points. They'll and be number two in the country when the uh, new polls come out. Alabama's one, Georgia's yeah. two. Should be. But they they also, they didn't score an offensive touchdown yesterday. No. It was and, a big six. And, and that was it. So I, I, I'm all in on both of these defenses. They're great. But I also, I still have questions about JT Daniels. I'm, and it's wild. I come out of that game on Saturday night with more questions about JT yeah. Daniels than I do DJ Uyunglele. And he threw the game's winning interception that led to the Georgia dub. Oh. I, it makes no sense in my mind. Are we sure Uyunglele is going to be the number one draft pick? Is, are, we, are we sure about that when he comes out? I, I'm just, because I'm starting to rethink that now. Well, I'll tell you this much. The, the thing that's amazing to me is, and I was talking to our buddy Jeff Schwartz about this earlier today, Clemson has never really had a great offensive line. And you think about all the first-round draft picks they've had, Arnie, on the defensive line, uh, quarterbacks. You've had uh, Deshaun Watson and then Trevor Lawrence. Look at the, the skill players now. You, you see, even though Etienne got hurt, but running backs, wide receivers – but they don't get a lot of offensive linemen drafted. They just don't. So it'll be curious to see if they can improve that. I'm not ready to drop him after one game. I still think he has the potential to be pretty special. But I think sometimes, too, we forget not everything is Alabama, man. Right, what happen- right. what's, what's happened at LSU is more of the norm when you lose a star team like they did two years ago and all of your coordinators leave. It's not supposed to be like Alabama does it year in and year out. It's just of all the things I learned this past weekend, we're all still chasing Alabama in college football. Out of all the things I've learned this weekend, please don't steal my T-shirt um, because I'm going to sell it to the Giant fans. Um, be bad for Bryce, which is Bryce Young. All right, wait, is that three years down the line? Because I think that's about time where they'll say, be bad for Bryce and they'll have the number one pick so they can take Bryce Sugar. I like that kid. I like I just, that kid. How can you not? I mean, Woo. dude, his Woo. debut was amazing. It was but great. you are talking about three looking years. ahead to three next years. year. So he's he redshirted last year. Right. Plays there. Well, actually, didn't redshirt, but he didn't play. Right. So right. I'll let, then the second, I mean, he, you've got him for three years. So you got one more year, one more year so of him in college. Be bad for Bryce. Is that, that's my thing. Don't steal that from me. Uh, okay. Well, I think they'll probably come up with something a little bit more creative that was than good. be bad what are for you Bryce. Talking? Give me something better than be bad for Bryce. I, I don't know. It's just okay. I think in time there'll be something better. But be bad for Bryce just seems like you put a bunch of bees together. Look, look bad for Young? I mean, come on now. That doesn't sound very good. Uh, well, I, I know. But, again, we have time on this. And <laughs> I like to be first on everything. I understand that. Yeah. But can I can I also remind everyone who we all thought was going to be the first-round pick after week one last year, who everyone was losing their minds about last season in the first weekend of college football. I've already mentioned this team once. 
But KJ Costello went out and lit up LSU. <laughs> Remember, I think he threw five touchdown passes. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, look at what Mike Leach has done. Best offense at, in the history of college football. At Mississippi State. No one has a chance against him. In the SEC, he is going to dominate. No one has seen an offense like that. Yeah, Costello threw for 523 yards in the opener last year. Uh, let's see how many touchdowns. Yeah, five touchdowns. They won 44 to 34, and they ended up two and uh, uh, three and seven during the regular season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So again, and and he didn't even end up as the quarterback the rest of the way. So I guess my point more than anything else. I think Bryce Young is going to be really good. And that was a special oh. performance. But we do have to pause a little bit and get too well, carried away with some of these He already won the Heisman, so just give him the trophy yeah, now. I, by the way, I like how that's some sort of breaking note. Man, Bryce Young's my Heisman front runner. Well, no <laughs> S. No, are you, really? Are you going to put Georgia's defense as your best defense in college football, Ooh, too? Exactly. Yeah. You know, who's that? Um, all right, so we got a busy show coming up tonight. Arnie, anything you want to throw in there, what you learned after week one of college football? I, I threw a couple, but you got one you want to add before yeah, we go to I, a break I, and John Middlecoff joins putrid, us? And I'm looking forward to the Iowa State-Iowa game because Iowa uh, looked really, really good. And I was disappointed. I watched that whole Penn State-Wisconsin game, and I'm no better for it. I mean, it was just putrid in, in the first half. It was 0-0. Zero. Shame on Wisconsin. Really should have won that game. They dominated. They let some uh, uh, golden opportunities slip on by. So, uh, and Washington, what an embarrassment to the Pac-12. Makes me want to stop watching Pac-12 football when I see crap well, like that. Arizona lost to BYU. But we covered the spread. That's more important. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. When you know we come back, favorite this week against San Diego State. Are you going to win? Oh hell yeah. Okay. When we, when we come back, when we come back, John Middlecoff joins us to go Wish all we in Oklahoma. We need on, to win. Yeah, right. Uh, on what we learned from week one of the college football season and what's coming up in week one of the NFL. The star of the three not podcast is next on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of waiting around for hot water? Choose Navian and get instant hot water for spa-like comfort while you lower your bills. Save hundreds on a Navian tankless water heater with local rebates at tanklessmadesimple.com. Kind of cool. We got John Middlecoff on with yes. us while Florida State and Notre Dame were in overtime. So with Arnie Spaniel, I'm Chris Plank. John, listen, man, congratulations as a diehard fan of the Three and Out pod. Really cool to see you on the Colin Coward Podcast Network. Um, uh, what changes for you? Anything? You know, not much. You know, you just, you just keep talking into the mic, and hopefully, good things happen. Like you, I, I was on a long drive this morning. I heard you on the air. Now I'm with you tonight on the air. You, you work a lot, my man. Appreciate that. Well, and here's the thing. Hopefully, you didn't hear me trying to uh, blow up my Raiders uh, in that I'm going to take the over in the win total because you could probably reuse that segment over and over and over again. But uh, I dig talking to you, man. So let's talk about this game tonight. How cool is it to see the comeback of McKenzie Milton? And then, boy, Mike Norvell, who made a horrific coaching decision early, has got to see him in overtime in a big game here. Yeah, I mean, anyone who you know grew up in the 80s and 90s, this definitely feels like a throwback this is really cool to watch, just the Florida State being alive. I mean, that Mackenzie Milton, uh, what an incredible story. You know, I, it's hard to compare comeback stories, but, I, I mean, Alex Smith, him, I, I don't know which one's crazier, but they both are all-time insane comebacks that have happened now, what, you know, twice in the last, you know, less than a year. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, that, that injury, like the doctor's quote that they put on the screen that, you know, he – he basically didn't think it was possible, you know. And I mean, anytime doctors like with Alex and like with Mackenzie Milton say things just might not be possible, they they they're actually tend to it feels like to be pretty optimistic. So yeah. it shows you the severity of these injuries for sure. So it's it's been really cool to watch, man. I, I've really enjoyed this game. You know, John, just one more thing on college. What's what's the biggest takeaway you took uh, away from week number one so far? You know, it's funny when I when I heard your partner spitting some takes this morning, I, I jotted one down in my mind. He had a good one about a lot of these guys getting all this hype with the NIL money and then playing terrible. And you just start thinking that the, the company's paying them all this money. You're like, well, some of these guys, you know, I know Bryce Love or Bryce Young was awesome, but a lot of other guys were bad. And uh, one thing I think that stood out, you know, watching the Fresno State game, uh, Thibodeau, who's probably going to be the number one pick. You know, a lot of years, like Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, those guys haven't been the number one overall pick because they've been good quarterbacks in the draft. I, I don't know this year if, like, we've had, I think, two years, two of the last three years, we've had five quarterbacks go in the first round. Like, I, I am hard, it was only one week. I guess technically two. Some teams played a couple weeks ago. But it does not look like there are many, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen's, uh, Mahomes, I don't know, just future, you know, think of all the guys last year in this crop of, of quarterbacks. So it might just be, uh, it actually might make for a lot of parody this year in college football. You know, uh, John, I know that you and, and Guy all over the, the Bay Area with your podcast, the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast as well, which is a great listen. We're doing an NFC West preview in our final hour tonight. So I'm curious, 
Is this – I mean, there's three teams that have ridiculous – or four teams that have ridiculous over-under win totals. I think, what, two of them are – no, three of them are 10 or over. The Seahawks at 10, Rams at 10.5, 49ers at 10.5. Is this the strongest division in the NFL? Yeah, probably just because, you know, if you look at the AFC North, Cincinnati's terrible. Uh, I guess the AFC West could be pretty good if – you know, the Broncos are good. The Raiders just be what they've been, and the Chargers are now good. But that's a lot of ifs. I mean, we know last year, if Arizona didn't crumble down the stretch, they should have gotten three teams in. And I think the previous year, right, the Niners made it, Seattle made it. That, that year, the Rams went 9-7. and seven. If there had been seven playoff teams like there is now, they would have got three teams in, too. So I, I think Arizona is going to finish last. But I, I don't think they're like a bad team, right? They're really talented. Like, to me, they could finish last at 8-9. and nine. Yeah. You know, technically, I mean, probably not at nine and eight. That'd be pretty nuts. But it's it's not out of the realm of possibility now with the seventeenth game. So, yeah, it's just. But like a little bit with college football, we know a little bit more with the NFL because you know these guys, veteran players on all these teams. But still, like every year, there's a lot of hype, and and we know the way the NFL works. You know, some teams take a step back, injuries happen. But if you look, you know, Sean McVay's worst season is nine and seven. Seattle's worst season, you know, in the Russell Wilson era is nine and seven. So I, I think you got a pretty good idea. Those two teams are going to be there. If the Niners can just stay relatively healthy, and now you know if Jimmy gets hurt, it's not as big a deal because they drafted Trey Lance. Uh, in, in theory, you know, he would be a lot better than anything they had last year. So yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine that those three teams are, you know, powerhouse squads. John, after Thursday's opener, of course, Tampa and Dallas, what are we going to be saying about Dick Prescott after the game? Uh, you know, it, it might be tough, right, because Tampa's <laughs> defense is stacked. He hasn't had really much practice or preparation all off season because he's been injured for so long. Uh, and, and he missed all last, and he missed last year with the, the broken ankle. So it's like, you know, I don't think it's crazy to think that he might be pretty rusty. And then you're playing Tampa – who is just loaded. I mean, they, they really are. I mean, they, they basically brought their team. The only reason they were in the position they were in, not having like home field advantage, because it took them a while to figure out Tom and the offense. Well, by the end of the season, they had to figure it out. Their defense is elite, and they've kept their entire coaching staff. So, I, I you know, it almost feels too easy to pick. Like, Tampa's going to blow them out. But yep. And when I say blow them out, you know, it might be in the NFL 14, 17 points. But it, I am hard-pressed to not see Tampa control that game. So with that in mind, John, I want to do a complete 180 since Arnie brought up quarterbacks here. And I know you've talked about this quite a bit on the 3 Not podcast. What if Deshaun Watson gets those competitive juices flowing? Or maybe he just decides, I'm tired of standing here. I'm going to call someone's bluff. What happens if he says, all right, I want to play? What do you do if you're Houston? You kind of force the NFL to do something, right? Yes, yeah. See, I don't think that, I know the NFL has taken some heat on the social media street, mm-hmm. but what, what, what? I mean, why do they have to do anything if he's just not doing anything? It hasn't really mattered, right? Right. Because they would put him on exempt list, you'd pay him anyway. So I, I just think that, yeah, I, I don't think it's likely, uh, but you, you never know. I mean, this situation has been, you know, bizarre to say the least. Now, in fairness to the Texans, some of this is, I mean, they didn't create this problem, right, Right. in terms of his off-the-field stuff. So I don't – what are they totally supposed to do? Now, could they just send him home? That feels a little more, you know, just easier on your team. But they don't really care. They're going to be awful. 
And I actually think they're kind of doing it as a middle finger to him because he was the one that basically gave them the middle finger, said he wanted to be traded. So they basically make him show up, but they put him on like scout team as a safety. They're on their depth chart. They put him as other, you know, it's just, they're kind of messing with him. And if you were them and he had basically, you know, dragged your name through the mud, the coach, right? Not the coach necessarily, but the GM and the owner, is this them getting back at him a little bit now? You know, is it, is it, you're right. I don't know what is technically holding him back to say, I want to start. I don't even think they would, though. They, they wouldn't plan. Now, if he told the media, I want to be the starting quarterback, then maybe that would force their hand to send him home. But uh, so far, he hasn't said anything, which has made it a little easier for them just to kind of mess with him. John, who are you taking to at Miami or New England and Mac Jones? Who's the better team? Who's the better quarterback? Oh, I'm going Mac Jones all day no, long. No, yes. no, no, yes. no. All yes. day long. I, well, we I, I think New England. <laughs> I, 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 I think Miami comes back to earth a little bit this year. Yeah, I think New England finishes second and makes a wild card with uh, with old Mac and Belichick. Wow. Wow. Love it. love it. Hey, John, keep up the great work, buddy. We love talking to you. Thanks, John. Game week, baby. We finally got here. Appreciate the time. Let's go, fellas. See you. See you, man. He is awesome. Sean Middlecoff, Three and Out Podcast. All right, uh, I'll leave it up to the Sager, but madness, craziness, reviews for reasons unknown that may have cost Florida State a win. Steve DeSager has all the details with the latest trending update. Timeout in overtime. Notre Dame's about to kick to win the game. It's currently 38-all at Florida State. A 41-yard field goal attempt for the Irish is coming up, but guys, it's almost like the tuck rule in reverse. Uh, it did yep. not benefit Florida State. Because of a quarterback fumble, it pushed them back for their overtime field goal attempt. It was going to be 50 yards and then after video review they said no no kind of like the tuck rule the quarterback threw an incomplete pass so let's try a 37 yard attempt instead and he missed it wide left so Notre Dame with its kick on its possession where they really didn't go anywhere you know college overtime you don't need a first down to win the game Notre Dame is lining up for a 41 yarder which would win it and what a game this has turned out to be the Irish led 38 to 20 to start the fourth quarter FSU tied it in the final minute of regulation hitting a clutch 43 yard field goal it's over and, of course, Arnie in the background letting you know the 41-yard attempt for Notre Dame is good and 41-38 for the visitors, the final. Ninth-ranked Notre Dame wins its season Woo. opener. By the way, from The Athletic, Matt Brown did point out before the OT, Notre Dame's record as a top-10 team against an unranked opponent was 45-1 and its past 46 games. The wow. only loss being that opener at Texas five years ago. Remember, a double overtime when Texas won that one at home, and that was the night where we constantly heard, Texas is back, end quote, and then they wound up finishing under 500 ah. yet again and changed coaches yet again. This is a Florida State home loss. It's final. Irish 41, Seminoles 38. Wow. Wow is correct. The NFL season opener is Thursday night with Dallas at Tampa Bay. Cowboys guard Zach Martin tested positive for COVID. He is out for Thursday. Weston McKinney of the U.S. soccer team was out tonight for the World Cup qualifier due to violation of COVID protocols. Goalie Zach Steffen out this week 
due to COVID. Returning from COVID was American star Christian Pulisic. He played 90 minutes, but the Americans, despite over 70% of the possession, could not win. It was a 1-1 tie against Canada in Nashville tonight. So two disappointing ties for the U.S. so far to start World Cup qualifying. Wednesday, the Americans play at Honduras, and then there are three more games next month. NASCAR at Darlington tonight, a win for Denny Hamlin in the Cup Series playoff opener, the first of 10 races. Kyle Larson finished second. Patrick Cantley won the PGA's Tour Championship by one stroke over John Rahm. And in baseball tonight at San Francisco, it was the Giants over the Dodgers 6-4. to four. So the Giants lead by one game in the NL West again. This week, the Dodgers will be playing St. Louis for four on the road and then back home against the Padres for three. Padres won on a solo homer bottom of the night, 4-3 over Houston. A note about St. Louis, that means Albert Pujols will be in St. Louis tomorrow ah. in a Dodger uniform and he came up in the ninth and hit a two-run homer that's why it was a 6-4 Giants final and Seattle's not out of it yet the Mariners have not made the playoffs in 20 years they just won their fifth game in a row an 11 inning win at Arizona today 10-4 the Seattle Mariners are only three games out of the final AL wildcard spot with one month left in the season they're behind Boston but Boston lost at home Yankees lost at home Tampa Bay lost at home today back to you I don't think my Dodgers winning the division by five is looking real good right now boys that's a no uh, that's a definite no no. i think that might be in a little bit of trouble maybe if they just get five hits in a game that would be an improvement at this point arnie and playing brought to you by discover which matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year it's amazing because discover is accepted at 99 percent of places in the u.s that take credit cards learn more at discover.com slash yes 2021 nielsen report limitations apply now i need some clarification yeah. Did Mike Norvell call a timeout or did they call for the review before the field goal that the kicker made for Florida State and then he missed the second one? I And again, we're watching this with the sound right. down. Did he call the timeout as the guy was making what would have been a field goal that I can't gave be them the lead? Yeah, I can't be 100% sure. I thought there was a timeout, but I'm not 100% because I have, you know, I'm doing this show. We're all and I doing don't, the same thing. Yeah, yes. we're, we got the, I have the, uh, I'm trying to read the closed caption, but it was, it was just moved past that. I couldn't do it. Yeah, it was absolutely, I mean, a gut punch for Florida State fans because they, they rallied from out of nowhere. I mean, right. absolutely nowhere to put themselves in position to even be in overtime. So I know it sucks. Their defense looks pretty good. McKenzie Melton looked good. I'll be curious to learn why he was out of the game for so long. And then what was the moment where like, okay, you're good. Good, good. Throw him back in. I I don't know. So we'll, we'll talk about it as, as the show rolls on tonight. Two things. This is kind of interesting. Ted asks, I'm watching the game. Uh, on Twitter, which is the best way to get in touch with the show, at Genius one at Plank Show, and of course, everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. Ted writes, I'm watching the game, and they put up the OT rules on the screen, and it says you can go on offense, defense, or choose the end of the field. What does that even mean? I'm 48 and watching football for a pretty long time. I guess that one slipped by. Well, it... it you could decide if the wind is blowing or right. if you're the home team and you've got maybe 
a black hole type end zone where you might say, okay, we want to go down this direction. So that's what that means. Now, usually you're going to either take the ball or not take the ball, and then the team that doesn't win the toss will pick the end of the field, just like a kickoff. Or not take the ball so you know what you need. Exactly. keep in mind the new college football overtime rules. We're going to see this at some point. If it gets to a second overtime, you have to go for two after a touchdown in the second overtime. And then starting in the third time, there's no drives at all. It's just a two-point play. You and then they try a two-point play, and you just keep right. going back and forth until the game's not tied anymore. That way, there'll never be a seven or eight overtime game again, theoretically. By the way, I think Brian Kelly's going to get in trouble. Why? Did you see what his post-game comments? Yeah, were? I did. I, I'm reading it on Twitter. I didn't hear it, obviously, but I'm, I'm just starting to see it coming across. I thought that was like uh, I was reading it wrong, so I didn't say. That. I was like, I don't think I read that right. I'm going to just pass on that. Yeah, uh, but it, it's it's an old John McKay joke, right? I saw that. Yeah, where he said, "What did you think of your team's execution?" and and I, Brian Kelly said, "I'm in favor of it." So it's it's an old line from the awful Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in the days. Uh, let's see here. I've got the. Audio here. Thanks. Yeah, it's to, uh, trending all over the place. I think he. You may be right. He may get in trouble. But I. I figure when I first I saw it, when it first came out, I'm like, what is this? Right? Did somebody re- maybe made a mistake on Twitter? Voice that did it, and it just didn't come out right. The you know? fakening. The fakening. With Stan, Florida State's impressive comeback. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. I mean, it, we just didn't. Have- all right, so he went a little bit more harsh than what. Yeah. He went a little bit more hardcore than what we got from well, no, John that, McKay back in the day. Yeah, that's what I thought he said, and or at least what I read read that he said. Uh, he should leave the comedy up to other people. Some people try to be like funny you. at the spur of the moment, and um, that backfired in his face. I I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal, but Twitter's making a big deal about it. Oh yeah. Uh, by the way, thank you at UCLA Dodger Frank for sending us the clip, but. Uh, by kudos, I guess Joe Tess, Joe Tessator, uh, is in the booth. And so he quickly made up, not made up, but brought to the point that, hey, listen, that's an old NFL joke because those are the types of things that people that don't follow sports at all, Arnie, they right. suddenly see it on Twitter. It's like, oh, my gosh, he wants to kill his players. No, right. That's not it at all. I all mean, right. Don't don't take the literal meaning of it. I, right. And, what and is is he going to have to apologize tomorrow? Is that what's oh, gonna I think he's going to have to apologize in his post-game press conference when he gets out there. Oh, it's but, all over the place now. The original quote came from John McKay, da 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 uh, people are already making a big deal about it. It hasn't been five minutes yet. And and uh, Daryl points out that, yes, Norvell called the timeout. Kicker made the field goal. And then after they ruled that the pass was incomplete, they moved it up, and then the kicker missed the field goal. So bad call. You get the replay. You get, I think, what it ended up being, like f- five, six, seven extra yards. And then the kid botches the field goal. Unbelievable finish between Florida State and Notre Dame as Notre Dame wins it in overtime. All right, when we come back here with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio, let's dive into now one more game in week one and week one right around the corner in the NFL. It's next on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover's accepted in 99% of places in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more, discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Yeah. Oh, Brian Kelly's going to have a uh, oh yes. Yeah. You, you know, you know when they say uh, a series doesn't start until you lose at home. Right. Um, uh, the ripping doesn't start until Skip Bayless gets in there, and it has started. So there Uh-oh. you go. The What'd ripping has. Say? And by the way, they say the difference is uh, McKay uh, was talking about professional athletes. Kelly was talking about college athletes. So that's going to be the offensive part. You think that's a good one from? Skip Bayless? No, the Skip wrote something else. That was from somebody else that wrote about the difference. Between no, 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 pro- no. I mean, yeah. I, I just read what Skip wrote. You, yeah. That's 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 good stuff to you. Well, he said, hey, you, you know, you wanted Florida State. To, that that deserves execution. I, I actually agree with Skip. I, I um, What is he talking about? You just won on the road. You should be a little bit. Uh, they're you know, up by 70. Oh, uh, Oklahoma just won at home. They just won a game, Arnie. Uh, they're they're up early, but they won a game. I mean, I think he should be pissed. They were blowing them really? out, and they fell apart. I. But here's the thing: he has the worst comedic timing in the history of ever. <laughs> what what'd you say? Leave the jokes to someone else. So I I don't try to be funny. I'm not funny. Brian Kelly, you're a football coach. You're not funny, and. He'll apologize, and it's – I mean, Rick Carlisle made the same joke, but everyone is so sensitive right now. It's like, oh, oh we're, we're going to drag Brian Kelly tonight. Let's go. You know how you have a get-back coach, you know, like on the Every Rams? The, has one. Yeah, you know how you have a get-back coach? They should have a comedic coach just to be with you, to do the post-game interviews and, and feed you in, inside jokes and stuff like that. In other words, it's like, listen, um, I'm going to try to be funny about this. What am I saying? You have the same yeah. joke every single week, so I don't know if you should be giving out comedic <laughs> advice. Uh, Daryl, interesting, writes, Coach Kelly should apologize. 
not for his comments, but for his awful attempt at comedy. Coach <laughs> McKay was asked a question. This dope wasn't, and his delivery was just awful. People who aren't funny should realize it. Arnie is funny sometimes. Well, all the time, but yes, yes. He should leave that leave that up to the trained professionals. Right. He should exactly. have Kevin Hart stand with him or something. I, like I, that. I would laugh if someone's like, Hey, are you sorry for saying that? And Brian Kelly goes, What? No, they were horrible. I, I, if I could, it'd, it'd be over for all of them. Then we might have a few problems because every everybody wants an apology. Oh, people but just, say he should apologize for botching and ruining one of the all-time great quotes. One of the greatest quotes in all of sports, right? There is what I think about my team's execution. I'm in favor of it from John McKay. Yeah. There's we're talking about practice from Allen Iverson. Uh, Robert Parrish isn't walking through that door from Rick Pitino. I mean, he's he tried to recycle and completely and totally ruined it. So that should be – you're right, Daryl. You're right, Arnie. That should be his apology, by God. I'm sorry that I botched one of the great quotes in sports history. <laughs> I won't even attempt it again. Is now, he going to have to apologize for being offensive or no, that's not, not going to come? Oh, are you kidding? It's 2021. It's 22. You have to I, – I was watching a Disney movie that had a disclaimer in front of it tonight. <laughs> Swiss Family Robinson, okay? My kids picked it out, and there's like a disclaimer in front of them. Like, why? Because the pirates are bad guys? So, I mean, listen, I, I get it, but there is a lot of things that are going to end up happening to Brian Kelly that he probably never expected whenever he opens up. Is he even on Twitter? Every college coach is on Twitter now, You would think. You would think, but who knows? I I have no idea. I always find it how mad some people will get over that. Like, I'm not mad. I just, like, he botched a line. It's not funny. It's it's okay. I didn't know that was a a McKay line, so. Oh, you didn't? didn't, No, until everybody on Twitter started pointing it out. I I had no idea. Oh, yeah, it's a classic. It's one of my all-time favorites. Now, with that in mind, Arnie, we have one more game to go in the college football season. Or college football weekend, I should say. Yeah. And one of the concerns that I brought up. Ole Miss 100% vaccinated, but there's a breakthrough case for their coach, so he can't coach tomorrow night. So what would have happened with a 100% vaccinated team if suddenly they realized, oh, Lane Kiffin has a breakthrough case, let's test everyone, and then suddenly you're without your starting quarterback, and there's five or six other guys that get dinged. I mean, you can I, – I I've been listening all weekend to everything on Fox Sports Radio, and I oh, Bucks 100% vaccinated. It sounds great. But these breakthrough cases are problematic. And now Ole Miss, they're not going to have Lane tomorrow night against Louisville. Uh, you know, I always was thinking, is there no way that he could coach from a, a remote place? And I know there's a difference in TV. And all. He should move, come to Vermont and, and do it from here because we're seems like we're on the exact <laughs> t- same time as that. I, I just can't believe they can't figure this out, get a phone, a cell phone, something. They Zoom. I can't believe the guy can't coach. It's well, and, and that even goes back to remember what last year, whenever Nick Saban, uh, he tested right. positive before the Georgia right. game and everyone – kind of freaked out on what happened. He, they ended up finding out that he wasn't positive. And it was like later in the season, he ended up testing positive and we found out, oh, yeah, that's right. You're not going to be allowed to use any technology to coach from your home, which is just, you're right, Arnie. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. But, yeah, w- weird for that game tomorrow night, and it's got to be incredibly frustrating for a guy who has really been all over his team, and They're 100% vaccinated, and now – You're going to be without your coach because he had a breakthrough case. All right, when we come back, 
Todd Furman's coming up next hour. Nice. We've got our NFC West preview. But, Arnie, I, I sense I sense some concern over your Dolphins. I, I sense you're not getting the feedback you need to get. No, to be not, as people are turning on them. I don't like I, it. I know. So we'll dive into it next. Maybe Mac Jones being named the starters freaking everyone out. We'll talk about it next with Arnie and Plank on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hour two, the man, the myth, the legend, Todd Furman, coming up in about 10 minutes from now, actually about 15 minutes from now. we got a lot to get to, uh, including an update on Arnie, who has – he's been tired of having to watch Arizona lose on Saturday nights, (laughs) so – He's tapping out on Saturday, but we're grateful you're hanging with us. Yeah, on and Saturday. I had to go shopping for artwork today, by the way. Why? It, it's my anniv- 26 year anniversary coming up. The 20, 25 year is silver. Right. 26 year, I get off cheap, and they say just go buy some artwork or something like I that. I thought like five was silver. No, no, 25 was silver. So I bought a painting, a picture. Uh, it's pretty cool. You, you, you would know, but it has four dogs playing poker. Uh-huh. And, um, I figure that's a good thing to put up on the wall. My wife's going to love it. See, I don't even know what year I am since, <laughs> let's see, with my first wife. I waste my 20. good jokes on you. Go ahead. That would have been China. Um, I, yeah, I'm totally not paying it. You're, you're as good at humor as Brian Kelly is. Wow. Uh, let's see. I'm up to th- So I've got to get lace this year. If I'm a- oh, no. Oh, no. The 14th anniversary is gold jewelry. Really? I'm going to have to get a divorce after this year. <laughs> kind of down with the 16th anniversary. That's coffee or tea. And then, yeah, art. Well, oh. art doesn't, I mean, art can be very generic, Arnie. You could go, yeah. like, make something at a ceramic class, right? No. Ooh. You know what the 27th anniversary gift is? What is that? Music. So, like, I just make a mixtape or something? Let's go. All over. <laughs> so anyway, you're you're good with us though, right? You're not tapping yes. out on Sunday nights. I'm not tapping out on Sundays. Um, just Saturday was, you know, I needed one day off. A uh, lot's going on, and um, you know, I've been doing it for a long time. You and I are starting our 11th year on Sundays, and um, it was four right? years now with Chris uh, with uh, Torres, and I've been doing Saturdays even before Torres came around. So I, I needed one day off to, you know, just catch your breath. I'm in a basketball league. Didn't score today. Very upset. I got to shoot the ball. I, I didn't get to shoot the ball. You, you choose a basketball league over getting paid. I, I love <laughs> how stinking rich the stinking genius is. Uh, but you know, I'm pumped you get to hang here. I mean, I'm assuming we're going to get to keep doing this show on Sunday nights and making a lot of assumptions. But uh, I love I love being on with you. I love doing this show, even though I need to get you new joke writers because I'm tired of you asking if I'm going to show up 
No, for that's always good for years. two times uh, two times a year with you. That's straight years, good, yeah. same yeah. joke. A couple of quick ones on Brian Kelly. Eric writes, I'm a man. I'm a man making millions. That said, execute my players on national TV. One more quote, guys, and he's gone. Wow. Is he being funny or is that real? I don't even know. I don't I don't know. I, I don't know if it was kind of a, a little Mike Gundy mixed in there with the I'm a man, I'm 40. I don't know. but I, Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And then Paul writes, would really be something if Brian Kelly got fired for being horrible at comedy and not for the horrific issues that took place at practice? Okay, listen, we don't have to revisit that tragedy, Yeah, that was a long time ago. Well, yeah. We're going back a ways, but yeah, yeah I, think, I think everyone's going to get that he's just not funny and he was trying to be funny. It, hap- it happens to me every Sunday night here on Fox Sports <laughs> Radio, okay? It is not funny. Now, with that being said, we do have an NFC West preview as we get back to sports, and that's coming up in the final hour. But, Arnie, as this week has progressed, it seems as if there's a lot of buzz, consternation. I don't want to say frustration, but it's just odd around Dolphins camp right now because you get all these reports that keep surfacing about their interest in one Deshaun Watson, right? It's just over and over. Always something every week. Charles Robinson had his his report that he stood very strong on, it seemed. And equally as strong was your boy, Brian Flores, saying this about who his starter is. Over and over and over and over and over and over again, Brian Flores has basically had to say, hey, listen, our starter is too. I don't know if I can be more clear. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many times you want to say, you know, you know, I, I don't know how much more clear I can be here. So who's the starter? I mean, do I need to say it again? I mean, I will. So, no, 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 excuse me. Go ahead. What do you mean? I don't I don't understand how clear I can be, how, how much more clear I can be. That's why we have to keep asking you. Because you're not clear. What we want to hear is, I have zero interest in Deshaun Watson. We will not trade for Deshaun Watson. My starting quarterback is Tua. My starting quarterback for the year is Tua. Now let's go. I, I, if he would have said that, all this goes away. But he didn't say that. It's that, it's that simple, Chris, just like I told you. It's that simple, but he won't say it like that. And either he doesn't know how to talk or he knows exactly what he's saying. You know, it. I'm, I'm always a believer in the if there's smoke, there's fire. Yes. Then there just there seems to be a lot of smoke around. A lot now, of smoke. Yes. I, again, I, I don't know why you would make that move right now. Now, this offseason – we don't know. Has anything changed in the court cases against Deshaun Watson? No, you know what? No, I don't think anything's okay. changed. You know, people have come forward. My my whole thing is this: if you were really going to get Deshaun Watson, you were interested in him, you're not going to go and pick him up on a Monday, September sixth, or which is the earliest because we're done with Sunday, right? And it's not going to be done tomorrow. But let's just say if they want him, you're going to pick him up on a Monday, September sixth, of uh, six days before the start of the season, <laughs> or, or whatever your first game. That come on, baloney. That's not going to happen. Uh, okay, l- let me then pose this scenario. Okay. We all agree, all all of us, Lita Lap, our producer, Bobo, uh, the, the man that makes this show happen, Steve DeSager, you and I, we all agree Deshaun's not getting traded tomorrow. I no. think we can all feel good on that. Right. But do you worry if there are some struggles like Tua had last year? Which, again, 
I'm not anti-Tua, Artie. I'm one of the few people that I think they're going to be a 7-10 football team this year, but Tua can have a good season, and they can be a bad football team. With that said, do you not think whenever things maybe go south a little bit that this becomes a little bit more conversational with even – yeah, especially if there is any kind of conclusion into Sean Watson's case, is this not something that's talked about regularly? If this isn't something that is brought up, if even Tua struggles. Now, I, I don't know what's going to happen in Denver. I don't know what's going on in Philly. I just feel like this is going to be a shadow that's going to loom if the slightest thing goes wrong for Miami. Yeah, but you know what? That court case is not going to go ahead and, and and be done with right away. And two, as long as the Texans, and who knows if these, if this is true, where they want three first-round picks and two second-round picks, I, I mean, you're insane. There's something wrong with you. I wouldn't even have given you that if Deshaun Watson had no court cases over him and everything was on the up and up, but you weren't going to go ahead and get that. So the fact that you're asking for that now, nobody's going to be. No, I don't even think anybody has that type of money or those type of draft picks to give you. I mean, it's like there's like one team. It's the Dolphins. It, it's ridiculous. Nobody is going to pay that price for a quarterback hanging that over his head. It's just not going to happen. So uh, Deshaun Watson, I don't think he's going to play this year. I said I that either. earlier. And I don't think Cam Newton is going to play this year because who's going to pick up an unvaccinated backup quarterback? No one. And now the rumor Mike Florio reported yesterday that apparently teams are worried about his ability to stay healthy for Cam Newton. So he's already, he's already got one issue going against him. He's unvaccinated, right? And now a second issue, people worry about his ability to stay healthy. More on Cam I, in I, just I, a second. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I just want to say, what would bother you more? And I can't believe this isn't a bigger thing about it because I'd be screaming about it. Um, forget about him being unvaccinated. Did you see the rumor that uh, Mac Jones was helping him with the playbook? Did you see that? Yeah, where did that come from? I have no idea, but that's an awful slap in the face, if you ask me, um, to Cam Newton, who, who's what an MVP and been in the league 100 years. The guy didn't even know the playbook, and that's the learned from a rookie. You tell me where it came from. Yeah, um, let's see here. Rob Nikovich, former defensive end linebacker with the Patriots, said on his radio show. Oh, Rob Nikovich. Yeah, and also posted it on, on Twitter that Mac was basically helping Cam learn the playbook. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I don't know Rob Nikovich. <laughs> he was a good football player, but I, that seems kind of hot takey to me. It really does. And well, you better have proof of that because exactly, you know what's going to follow that next. Exactly, right? If if you're going to throw that out, that's a pretty damning accusation that a dude that was in the system for an entire year and learned under both offensive coordinator and head coach would need a rookie helping him out with the playbook? Couldn't, couldn't grasp the offense. I can't grasp it after uh, a year and a half. That's a pretty damning claim. But I I anyway, I, I want to bring up one final okay. thought on, on this quarterback situation in general, okay? Yeah. Not, yeah. not even kind of leaving Cam out of this, but just looking at Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, and I guess, I don't know if you want any other unhappy quarterbacks that you want to throw in there, Russell Wilson. We start games Thursday night. We got a full slate next Sunday. And then what everyone's waiting for, Raiders, Ravens on Monday night. <laughs> How much of a storyline do you think Deshaun Watson is? Out, and, and I'm even saying outside of Houston. Let's say Denver, Philly, Miami, Vegas, places where an Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson have been tied. Uh, is, is this a storyline that you think is talked about, brought up quite a bit, if things go south, or just in general? 
throughout I, 2021. I'm not sure if I'm understanding you because I think there's zero um, thought about him once the season starts. Okay. I, 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 so you don't think he's going to be brought up? It's not going to be a conversation well, somebody, on, during the talk shows? Sure, it's not going to be announcer, something we bring up or anything? No, well, so maybe zero. an announcer's going to bring it up when the Texans are playing, I guess. I, I don't know. Maybe when the Dolphins are playing. But for the most part, I would think his legal troubles and, you know, what are you going to possibly say? Well, let's wait for his legal troubles to be over, and then we'll see what he's too talented to be on the sideline. And then you've got to move on, because otherwise you're going to get yourself into trouble. So I... I don't think it's going to be much of a story until we start finding more uh, stuff out about these cases, you know? So you don't think that it's going to be talked about in Miami? You think once the game starts, it's just, ah, Tua's our guy? Yeah, I, I well, especially in the first game when it's Tua against Mac. I don't think anybody's going to be thinking, now, if Dolphins lose, <laughs> then maybe they'll be bringing up Deshaun Watson. But if the Dolphins win, go 1-0 and win in New England, those Deshaun Watson, you won't hear that name again for a long, long time. All right, you will as soon as they lose their next game. I mean, <laughs> you're not going 17 and 0, but I just because I think in in places like Denver, Philly, and Miami, I think it's going to be constant. I just do, and I could be crazy. I could be wrong. People that are listening in Denver, my man ben, Benjamin Albright might be like, ah, it's crazy talk. Uh, the people in Philly might say you're insane. Same thing in Miami right now. But I just this is a top five quarterback, top six quarterback in the league. When he's healthy. And you, I, I don't think anyone's talking about getting him on the cheap, but just in general, when you realize that he's going to be on the market, if, big if here, if his legal situation has worked out, on, I, I just think it's going to end up being a big topic throughout the season in these places that need a quarterback. Now, I'm hoping that it's not because I want to talk football, right? I'm right, hoping right. we're not bogged down by, is Aaron Rodgers happy? Is Deshaun Watson coming to town? But I almost feel like we can't help ourselves sometimes. No, but right? I, I just got to say this one more thing. If you're Philadelphia or the Giants or whoever, um, do you really want to give up three first-round picks, two second-round picks, and pay Deshaun Watson all that cash? Or do you say, okay, let's just be bad in what's coming out of college football? Certainly looks like there's a good a group of young Seems quarterbacks like that are going to be coming in the next couple of years. So okay, would you rather take your chances on Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers? Because you're going to have to give up a first round pick for Aaron Rodgers at least, of course. Yes, or or draft one of these guys coming out this year. Well, this year, it's, uh, I was I was thinking more about Bryce Young. Or, Bro, you I, are <laughs> you, that's like two. You're doing the same thing with Bryce Young that you did with Sam Darnold. That's yeah. two years down the road. You know, you got this season and next season. So you got to be thinking Angle, about that's, next year. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's it, it's going to be in the same class. You're going to have Woo! DJ Uyunglele and Bryce Young in the same yeah. class. So uh, anyway, we'll, we'll talk more about yeah. it with Todd Furman coming up here in just a bit, and we'll get his thoughts from Week One of college football. And that, my friends, puts to an end any conversation on this show tonight about Deshaun Watson and his status in 2021 and I would go out on a limb and say as we approach the end of our or the segment one of our two around 12 14 a.m eastern time probably the last time we'll talk about it on this show until there's some sort of conclusion in his case with that said Todd Furman is coming up next with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S., that take credit cards. Learn more, discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen report. Limitations apply. You'll hear him on the Bet the Board podcast all over Fox Sports Radio. And this is his time of year. Todd Furman is in the house at Todd Furman on Twitter. Todd, man, um, week one in the books. Yeah, one more game, Ole Miss Louisville. But, you know, it's kind of been our, our theme throughout the evening. Any major takeaway that caught your eye from week one of college football? Uh, I'll go right in your backyard, Chris. Uh, I begin to worry about the level wow. of toughness that we saw wow. from the I Oklahoma Sooners in the second half. I mean, we talked about them coming into the season, a lot of optimism with them defensively, but we didn't see that level of tenacity, and I think uh, the team needs to go out there and show a little bit more going forward. When you watch them side-by-side side with the likes of an Alabama, you realize what that talent gap looks like. But at the same time, I, I think – Georgia and Clemson, hey, that was a good old-fashioned slugfest, but I think Clemson has some issues. I don't think Georgia is going to be right offensively. It really appears, at least with one data point, that it's Alabama and everybody else in college football. Wow, we're going to take a shot at Oklahoma like that. Wow. Todd, did you see how, Did you see the upsets? What kind of money line did you get on like Montana to beat Washington or something like that? Uh, you would have been able to find them uh, at a handful of shops in that seven and a half, eight to one range, but that wasn't wow. even the biggest upset that we saw in college football. That actually took place on Thursday with UC Davis upsetting Tulsa, where they opened up as a 25-point underdog. Number got bet down to 23, but we saw a number of uh, overpriced favorites really struggle. Iowa State, the perfect illustration as yep, well, yep. opened as a 31 and a half point favorite. Number closed 28, and when you only score 16, it doesn't take a math major from Harvard to figure out that it's going to be impossible. 
impossible to cover uh, that kind of point spread. But I think one of the things in college football, we have no preseason. You never want to overreact to what you see in week one, but at the same time, you don't want to underreact. And each week, we're going to get a better idea of exactly who the haves and the have-nots are in, in the sport. But I will tell you, the betting market uh, has adjusted accordingly for next weekend's biggest game between Iowa and Iowa State, a number where you were looking at the Cyclones in that six, six-and-a-half range during the summer. Uh, that price is now down to a shade more than a field goal at three-and-a-half for the annual Cyhawk showdown. Yeah, how do you balance that, Todd, between not overreacting and also giving week one the reverence, if you will, that it deserves? You know, it's a real balancing act, and I wish I had a perfect formula that I could come on here, guys, and say, hey, look, uh, you don't want to try and put too much stock into what you saw, but at the same time, you can't completely ignore it. Uh, but I dug into those games, you know, a couple of the games where you see point spreads really get overhauled. You dig into a little bit closer, and when you look at Iowa, I think they're dominant performance against Indiana is a little bit overblown when you see they score two defensive touchdowns and they really don't do a whole heck of a lot on the offensive side meanwhile Iowa State just extremely inefficient when they were able to move the football and you figure if those things correct themselves that's where it can offer up some value Uh, but you know one of the other big storylines that I think all the college football world will follow this week is the health and status of potential number one pick in the draft draft Kevon Thibodeau for Oregon's trip to Ohio State a game where they're going to be playing extremely early from a body clock standpoint against the Buckeyes team who's extremely vulnerable yet again in the secondary. The problem for Oregon, I don't think Anthony Brown and the cast of receivers that Mario Cristobal has up there are going to be capable of exploiting that. And I think you're going to see C.J. Stroud look that much more dynamic making his debut uh, in Columbus. Todd, uh, all I can say is the sports books out in Vegas are very lucky. Um, I don't live out there because I was looking at my picks today and I see things with such clarity for week one. It's starting to scare me. I've, I have five teams easily going to win a five-team parlay. There's no doubt in my mind. And it's, it's going to start with Tampa just crushing Dallas um, like you've never seen before in your life. I'll lay seven and a half when you're going to win by 30. That doesn't scare me. Um, who you like it in that game? And I think it's going to be a blowout. You know, Chris, I got worried for a second. When Arnie started talking about week one clarity, I thought he was going to tell me that he was going to do nothing but pick winners in college football once the games were already over 24 hours ago. But uh, alas, he didn't take the low-hanging fruit. So when you look at the NFL, I can't really argue with you, Arnie. I don't want to make a case for the Cowboys because I'm not quite sure Dak Prescott is anywhere close to 100%. Uh, Of course, we see Zach Martin already ruled out for Thursday night's game. And when you look at this Tampa team, I don't think letdown uh, is something that you really want to worry about with Tom. Tom Brady and right. Bruce Arians. So for me, it's defi- definitely a lay it or don't play it type game. I don't think there's a ton of value, though, at seven and a half, uh, but I'd want no part of the underdog. And I think when you look elsewhere on the board, there's a number of games that are going to go a long way in terms of illustrating who some of these teams are early on in the season. Uh, none more probably more important than with your beloved Dolphins. Oh. When you try and identify the pecking order in the AFC East, the winner of that game will have a leg up. Can Miami go on the road uh, and play spoiler for the Mac Jones' Todd. debut? Or uh, will we see um, New England kind of pick up where they left off? I know this is a silly question, but if I bet Miami today, do that to the game is over to pay me? But that's a, that's a done deal. That's that's done. The you Dolphins going to win that game. Yeah. If it was that easy to try and cash out tickets uh, seven days before games got played, Arnie, uh, I would have a much bigger estate, <laughs> and I would spend a lot more time with an ocean view than what I get to do in the desert. Wow. Did, did you just really waste our time by asking Todd a question <laughs> if you could cash a ticket today? <sighs> Todd, uh, so was this a good weekend for the books in overall and? college and and how do you think things are shaping up in week one in the NFL? 
You know, it's always interesting because books have to win the right game. So winning a standalone spot tonight, getting the underdog to come through when it looked like Florida State could be dead and buried facing a 38-20 deficit helps a ton. Uh, it's never a good scenario when a game goes over the total, but when you had nearly every marquee game yesterday really stay under, it helps books a ton. And tomorrow's game, at least early indications are, it won't be a huge decision one way or another when you're talking about Old Miss and Louisville. And next weekend, the unfortunate reality when you go up and down the schedule, you don't have those standout marquee games. The Michigan-Washington showdown in primetime, probably not going to move the needle any more than Texas-Arkansas. So it'll be a much bigger day for the books on Sunday. And I can tell you early on, they will need one of the big favorites to go down. So whether it's getting a Dallas Cowboys upset on Thursday night, the Steelers to knock off the Bills on Sunday, or maybe most importantly of all, trying to get Andy Dalton to pull a rabbit out of his hat in Sunday night football when they make the trip out to take on the Rams in SoFi Stadium. Hey, Todd, when's the last time you saw Jacksonville as a three-point favorite on the road? I think we have to go back decades, or at least to their Super Bowl run that they had, what, a a decade ago. Uh, That's a lot of lumber, but they're playing the Texans for crying out loud. Uh, don't have to go back that far, just to 2017 when they had a chance to win the AFC. But at the same time, it's definitely unusual, Arnie, to see a rookie head coach paired up with a rookie quarterback laying points on the road. But I think it just kind of paints a picture for how skeptical everybody is of the overall talent level or lack thereof for the Houston Texans. You go up and down that roster, and I'm not sure where you get instilled with confidence looking at the likes of Tyrod Taylor handing off to David Johnson and throwing the ball to Brandon Cooks. Uh, but there was a little bit of an appetite for for the underdog from professional betters, uh, they took some three, that number, you know, two and a half in some spots, but probably a game that will be the least bet of all the contests that we'll see unfold on Sunday. I love Jacksonville. Give me hey, some of them. Todd, the NFC West, we're, we're previewing them in our final hour tonight. There are three teams that have an over-under win total in double digits. I mean, have, I, I don't know if I've seen anything like that before with the Rams, the Niners, and of course the Seahawks, but... How wild is that, the competitive nature of that division? I think it's going to be great to watch uh, throughout the course of the season when you try and identify which team will be able to rise uh, among the heap in a division that very realistically could cannibalize itself throughout the season because you look at Arizona projected fourth and from an offensive standpoint they're probably as dynamic as any team in that division. Seattle in my opinion plenty of question marks. Fortunately for them quarterback isn't one of them knowing that Russell Wilson has been able to win more one score games over the last couple of years than any quarterback in the league. And then you look at San Francisco. Stout on the defensive line. Questions about Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. Who's going to be the bell cow there? Uh, And of course the Rams. Uh, This is a team that is extremely talented when they're starting 22, but if you look deeper on the roster, a key injury anywhere along the way. I don't think there's a team in the league that has higher expectations, uh, less equipped to try and endure any potential uh, adversity uh, given how much they've invested in their starting lineup. Todd, I I got a theory to make a boatload of money, and I'm serious. I really like this theory. Suppose you took some of the prop bets, running backs to go under the total of touchdowns or under the yardage, or quarterbacks to throw under the yardage. Um, All you have to do is find what? You get one forfeited game, one COVID situation. Uh, Maybe they don't play 17 games, and you're going to hit the under, right, or no? Well, yeah, but I'm not quite sure how you know which players to bet, Arnie. If you can tell me which games are going to be forfeits or which running backs or skill position players are going to miss a game or two because of COVID, then we've got a real storyline brewing. But (laughs) otherwise, when you're just speculating, that, my friend, is what you call gambling, and that's pretty much why these sports books stay in business. (laughs) Thank you, Todd. All right, buddy, enjoy week one. This should be an absolute blast. Can't wait to recap it all next week with you. 
Always a pleasure. And Chris, you know, make sure you head over to campus and uh, let those boys hear. We expect a little bit more out of the boys in Norman going forward than what we saw in the second half yesterday against Tulane. No juice. No juice in the second half. Thanks, Todd. We'll talk Thanks, to you again soon. It's a great Todd Furman. Yeah, I, I heard a, a great take one time. If you're juiceless, you're useless. Wow. Not a lot of juice in that second half from Oklahoma. All right. When we come back, let's start dipping our toe into Twitter. At Stinking Genius One, I'm at Plank Show. But first, Steve DeSega with everything going on in the world of sports. What's up, Steve? Hello once again, and Todd referenced the college football schedule for week two. We'll get into that in 15 minutes. You have talked earlier tonight about the post-game interview that Notre Dame's coach Brian Kelly did with ABC after the overtime win at Florida State tonight, 41-38. This is how it sounded. Trying, He's got this joke in mind trying to fit the line in there where it doesn't fit. You can hear him hemming and hawing at the start. Florida State's impressive comeback. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. Yeah, great line, Coach. <laughs> it really worked. He needs off to take the, an improv class. <laughs> off to the needs. chuckle hut, I'm sure. Yeah, so, yeah, of course, the media after he left the field did ask Coach Kelly about it. And he said, I was kidding. It was tongue-in-cheek. What, it wasn't funny? I was making a joke. What, did you take it serious? Are people crazy? (laughs) Our Dan Byer said, I will give Brian Kelly this much. Nobody's talking about his defense giving up 38 points right now. (laughs) That's true. 41-38 the final. They gagged an 18.4th quarter lead, but Notre Dame did kick a 41-yard field goal in overtime to win on the road. Florida State had missed a 37-yard attempt on its overtime possession, so the Irish are 1-0. The NFL season opener is Thursday night with Dallas at Tampa Bay. Dallas Cowboys guard Zach Martin tested positive for COVID. He's out for Thursday. The 49ers signed veteran defensive back Josh Norman. Patrick Cantley won the PGA's Tour Championship. NASCAR win at Darlington tonight for Denny Hamlin. And the San Francisco Giants are back in the lead by one game over the rival Dodgers in the NL West standings. One month left in the MLB season. Giants beat the Dodgers 6-4 tonight. The losing pitcher Walker Bueller gave up the six runs in three innings. It was a six one deficit for him in the third. San Diego, believe it or not, leads the race again for the final NL wildcard spot. Half game over the Reds. Cincinnati lost at home to Detroit 4-1, to while the Padres hit a solo homer bottom of the ninth by Jake Cronenworth to win over Houston 4-3. to Seattle won its fifth straight game, an 11-inning victory at Arizona 10-4. to Toronto won its fourth straight, 8-0 over Oakland. Home losses for Tampa Bay, the Yankees, and Boston. Disappointing night for U.S. men's soccer again on FS won the World Cup qualifier against Canada wound up a 1-1 tie in Nashville. Fans were booing at the end. 43,000 on hand. The Americans had over 70% of the possession. Mm. Could not get a victory. Two disappointing ties for the U.S. so far in qualifying. Wednesday night, the Americans will be at Honduras and then three more qualifiers next month on the schedule. And did you see the result of the World Cup qualifier with Argentina at Brazil today? They kick off and a few minutes into the game health officials come onto the field and stop the game officially the game was suspended because they're accusing a handful of the Argentina players with not being truthful on their documents to come into the country for the game but they knew that before the start of the game did they not what changed their mind this is what even Brazil's own federation president said with all due respect to our health regulators they could have resolved this earlier and not waited for the game to start. Exactly. Instead, you can imagine how many people in South America were ready to watch this classic matchup and it, not an exhibition, like a World Cup qualifier today. And they get about five minutes of game and then 
a big meeting on the field and then no game. But it turns out that some of the Argentina players, they play in England in the Premier League and therefore coming in from overseas there to Brazil, they would have to quarantine for 14 days coming into Brazil. They conveniently omitted that part on their applications to come in. So no game today. Back to you. That was wild, though. You're right, Arnie. They knew it before the game. Exactly. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, you know, they're getting ready to start, so let's go make this about They did start. They did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. And that's when everyone showed up. All right. Do you want Twitter in a nutshell? Sure. Sure. All right. Here you go. You'd brought up the uh, comments about Cam learning the playbook, right? Right, right. And how, according to reports, well, one report – Mac Jones was te- was still teaching Cam the playbook. Again, one report by a former player who is on ESPN that has been aggregated like crazy. Okay, here we go. This is from Authentic Allen, who writes, Wow, the character assassination of Cam Newton has begun. Typical Boston slash New England type crap. Now, Mac Jones has become the most hated player on the field because guys inside and outside football respect the hell out of Cam and this will backfire. And then there's this from Daryl, who yeah. writes, I agree with Nikovich. Cam isn't the smartest QB on the planet, this we know. And Mac is extremely cerebral, which is a lot of his appeal. The Panthers gave Pack uh, Cam big targets, Funches, Olsen, and Benjamin, because his accuracy stinks. New England's offense is nuanced. So isn't that like Twitter Isn't that sports radio in a nutshell? Oh, my gosh. How dare you say anything about Cam? This is going to backfire. Character assassination. Next guy. Yeah, good. He's gone. Needs to be gone. Can't throw the ball. He's out anyway. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be, character assassination. How dare you? Um, And then I thought there was going to be race brought into it. And um, here's a guy that you're going to say Cam's been around for how many years, won MVP, and you're going to go ahead and and say this about him and and Super Bowl and yada, yada, yada. He went to one and – um, it, it just you find it hard to believe, especially because he's been on the Patriots for over a year now, that he can't get a, get the offense unless they made major changes. I just don't believe it. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm the same way. It's, was there a massive overhaul here? Yeah, I mean, are they did, running did the it, triple option now? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> now, did they did they add some things with Cam last year? Reportedly, sure. yes. But yes. I mean, come on, uh, Nature Boy writes: coaches should just put whatever comments they have on their MySpace. That's of course. <laughs> That's in retaliation to Brian Kelly, who botched a a great quote. Oh, I saw this, and it made me laugh. Uh, (laughs) This was – and I almost fell for this, thinking it was like a legit statement that had uh, been put out there. Uh, Jessica Smetta, I believe is how you say her name, sent out this release. It said from from, uh, Dick Corbett, head coach – Brian Kelly, quote, I would like to apologize for the joke I made during the post-game interview. I pride myself and think of myself as a man of faith. And there's a drive into left field by Casalanis, and that'll be a home run, and that'll make it (laughs) (laughs) 4-0. Tom Brennan's apology whenever a home run is hit in the middle of it. Well done. Well done. And listen, the dude botched a joke, okay? He just – he's not funny. And he botched a joke. I, I think we can all calm down a little bit, though. If, if Brian Kelly was at the Twitter. comedy club performing, I don't think I'd go. I'd say, you know, I would have passed We'd boom out. One. We'd boom yeah. out of the place. Dupree uh, <laughs> McMath writes, the best take of John McKay, we didn't run the ball well, and we didn't throw the ball well, but we made up for it by not tackling. I've uh, heard that one before. I, I I didn't know who said that, but I've heard that before. Absolutely classic. Yeah. And then 
uh, uh, one more quick one that I wanted to get in here before we uh, before we got out this segment. Calpita writes, my Miami Hurricanes do not belong on the national stage. Oh, my goodness, Alabama. Now, we spent a lot of time tonight, not by my choosing, y'all picking on Oklahoma, still going to the championship game, and talking about Georgia's defense. We haven't talked much about what happened to Miami. I mean, everything that could go wrong for Miami, Arnie, did. Number one, right. they had to play Alabama. Number two, even when they get a turnover, they break out the turnover chain, they got to put it back. They're already down 23 zip at that point. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian's off to Texas. Their offensive line coach and their special teams coach are both off to Texas. What happens? Oh, Nick Saban just replaces it with Bill O'Brien and uh, Doug Marone, and they don't skip a beat. That was un. It gets lost because it just it happens and it's expected. But what took place in that Miami-Alabama game? Yeah. That's incredible. That's not how this is. You're not supposed to be that good when you lose all that offensive firepower. I don't care how much depth you have. Or is it, Are you not supposed to be that bad if you're Miami? <laughs> I, I think Miami has Bishop Sycamore next week. I'm not sure. I'm gonna no, have to that's the Arizona t- joke. Stop it. You're <laughs> oh, taking, come on. You're taking the Arizona I, joke. On I know Twitter. that, but I'm not going to use it for my own Arizona team. I got to use it for somebody else, don't I? Right, right. Now, I don't think it was about Miami being bad, Arnie. I just... I think I think Alabama is just that good. A, a year later, and listen, we got a lot of football to play, but there is one major takeaway from week one, and we all just have to embrace it and go with it. Everyone is still chasing Alabama. All right. Our NFC wait, wait, wait. West- I was going to say, you were, you were talking about teams that are bad. Um, when are we going to start picking on Nebraska? I know they won, but still, I mean, that uh, their next loss is whatever the next game is, I guess. Well, you know, they played pretty well against Fordham, even though some <laughs> dude had 30 tackles against him. I had a Nebraska fan texting me and talking trash. I'm like, you got beat by Illinois. He lost to UTSA. What are we doing right now? Okay? Your own your own Oklahoma fans were talking trash. I sent that to you. Yeah, well, listen, every fan base has their crazies. I mean, I'm 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 down on the sidelines on Saturday and there's some there's some hippie that's yelling at Perry on Winfrey about how he needs to get better. I mean, do you have a death wish or something? But yeah. <laughs> that 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 Reddit post is pretty fantastic, but as I told you, that's my everyday. All right, NFC West preview coming up. Steve DeSager here in moments. It's a busy Sunday night, our last Sunday without the NFL. Let's go. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Final segment, Hour 2, NFC West preview coming up next. But first, with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio, say hello to Steve DeSager. What's going on, Steve? We had a good college football game tonight in Notre Dame's overtime win at Florida State. The new quarterback came through for the Irish. Four touchdown passes, 366 yards. Jack Cohn was a Wisconsin quarterback for three years. In fact, in the 2019 season, he completed about 70% of his passes. What a start with the Irish at this part of his career. In fact, Stats Inc. pointing out how rare this is to, if you have your season opener on the road, to play like he did. Throw for at least 350 yards, have four touchdown passes, and fewer than 10 incompletions on your night. Last 25 years, they said the only other QB in FBS to have those in a season opener on the road wow. was Jameis Winston to start his Heisman campaign. Well, in it wasn't Kelly yelling at him early in the game, too? Like well, he was doing something wrong or what? <laughs> I have yet to see an Irish game where Brian Kelly was not Gosh, yelling. Yeah. He will, however, be starring at Bananas Comedy Club tomorrow right. night. And then, <laughs> I believe he's got the 9 o'clock slot Tuesday at Catch a Rising Star. Uh, he uh, he tried the, the old uh, John McKay joke afterwards, which fell a tad flat. Flatter than the slider from Walker Bueller tonight. And Brian Kelly, by the way, when it came to his uh, attempt at humor, and that's all it was, it was just an attempt, a great comment from Pro Football Talk tonight, that when it comes to executing John McKay-style jokes about execution, it's all in the execution. Well, (laughs) we did certainly see that. Great TV ratings for the Thursday night opener on Fox TV. The Ohio State at Minnesota game got 6.3 million viewers Easily the highest rated TV show of the night and the largest Thursday night opener for college football on record. And then you had yesterday Alabama in a rout of Miami that got 5 million viewers. Mm. And then last night, despite the low scoring game, 8 million viewers for Georgia versus Clemson. Not a bad opening. I'm sure they got great numbers for Notre Dame, Florida State, an overtime game tonight. Still less than the NFL draft, though. (laughs) Yeah, where no actual games are played. Interesting. (laughs) I'll just go out of limb and say tomorrow night's Louis. Louisville Ole Miss in Atlanta is not quite going to garner the ratings that tonight's Seminoles Irish game is, just for the record. There are this Friday four college football games. And Todd's right. It's really not a heavyweight schedule the whole weekend for college football for week two. But there is an FS1 game Friday night with Boise State hosting UTEP. But the Fox Big Noon Saturday game, noon Eastern, is Oregon at Ohio State. And by the way, FS1 will have a Saturday morning game with Tulsa at Oklahoma State, ladies and gentlemen. There is a second game on Fox TV on Saturday, and it's at the Denver Broncos Stadium. Colorado versus number six, Texas A&M. That's right. among the late games on Saturday night, no, no more Arnie Spanier on Saturday nights no. here. The Arizona Wildcats Rawr! will be hosting San Diego State. But, of course, as we talked about last night, 
I thought the Wildcats had a chance to win last night because you weren't on the air during an Arizona game. <laughs> the hex was off because usually it's what you were trying to That's do, but right. more often the reality is... That's right. Wow. So this Saturday night is another Arizona game against San Diego State. Of course, with the Aztecs involved, home or road, tickets are available for 10 bucks. So wow, it's also, by the way, Pac-12 Network. So only people in Vermont will be able to see that game. <laughs> Nobody in actually the Pac-12 region will be able to see the Arizona game this Saturday night. Uh, Utah at BYU is one of the late night games this Saturday. And Fox TV is going to have a kickoff at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. USC hosting Stanford this Saturday night. FS1 is going to have an 11 p.m. Eastern kickoff this Saturday night, the late game, Hawaii at Oregon State on FS1. And I did read that before Michigan kicked off its season yesterday on the radio, their broadcasters, the veterans, former offensive linemen there, Dan Deardorff, Jim Brandstater, both in their 70s now, announced they will both retire after this season. We had NASCAR's Cup Series playoff opener tonight at Darlington. Denny Hamlin got the win. It's his first victory of the season. Kyle Larson and finish second. This is the first of 10 races. There is, believe it or not, in New York tennis at this late hour. What? Wow. It's almost one in the morning and the French Open champ Barbara Krejcikova is headed to the locker room at the moment. She's won the first set but trailing in the second set. I don't know if the match is over or this is just an injury timeout but she's being followed into the locker room. She's facing a very good player who represents Spain but also one of the great names on the tour. Garbina Muguruza is the opponent for Krejcikova in New York tonight. So we may or may not have more tennis at this My mother late hour. My mother-in-law is there too. I wonder if she's still there. Is in New York at 1 in the yeah. morning? At the U.S. Open, yes. Well, you know, there were other matches. Maybe she's just milling yeah. about the grounds yeah, or sure. <laughs> at one of the restaurants enjoying uh, something uh. at this point. Uh, tonight we had the Dodgers against the Giants in the Sunday night ball game. The Dodgers had a tough week on the schedule, swept the Braves and then faced the Giants and couldn't hack it in San Francisco. As we mentioned earlier, it's shocking for a team this deep to go into these offensive lulls, but that's what happened again tonight. Great items from longtime beat writer Bill Plunkett, Orange County Register, saying that, for example, since the start of August, Max Muncie of the Dodgers is batting 189. Chris Taylor, in the last few weeks, batting 165. Mookie Mm. Betts, since coming off the injured list, batting about 150. Oh, good and, they're not paying him a lot of money, though. That's good. <laughs> Justin Turner, well, hopefully he's healthy. Justin Turner in his last 16 games, one extra base hit and about a 225 average. So the Dodgers, as a team, 202 batting average the last 16 games. They're now a game back of the Giants. And a guy who's been a great big game pitcher for them, Walker Bueller, was on the mound. This not only was deciding first place for now, this was deciding the season series. That may come into play in the postseason. Giants win it, and Bueller was down 6-1 in the third inning. Lasted only three, giving up the six. Six for the final. Great stuff, wow. Sager. When we come back, our NFC West preview, which Arnie asked if we did it last week. That tells you how much he pays attention. (laughs) Hour two in the books. When we come back, your Uh, tweets and NFC West preview and much more with Arnie and Plank on Fox. Final hour, Arnie and Plank, Fox Sports Radio. Let's do this. Final hour with no football. Well, we had football. Well, NFL football. Come on, Arnie. The preseason's the free season, right? Is oh, that I what feel you so good me? about you better leave me plenty of time to get to my picks. I feel like I'm going to go 5-0 in the NFL. I, I'm shaking. I feel so good. 8-3 <laughs> well, in college, by the way, not too shabby. What is it that's made you feel like you're going to do so well? 
I'm just curious because you even told Todd Furman yeah. that you're seeing things with such clarity. Is yeah. it the extra rest not working on Saturday night? I think it's, what, it's what all it? the uh, division updates or the division predictions that we do. I think it's given me more, more Well, clarity. I know that's not it because you didn't even remember <laughs> what we did last week. So I know that sure as heck can't it be just it. jumps. You know, you ever see the words just jump off the page sometimes to you? The teams are just jumping off the page at me. Um, gosh, I feel like a five-team parlay is certainly going to happen. Okay. okay. Well, if, if you don't, will you stop talking about how good you are at picks? Can we make that bet? Well, I am pretty good. If you go under 500. Well, that's not happening. Okay, well then let's make. Let, I had my see, worst I weekend. I had my worst weekend in college. I still went fourth. I'm eight and three in college, and I'm I'm disappointed. Well, you should be. You did not listen to both Ryan Fowler and I, who told you not to pick Miami, and you refused to listen. Could have been five and two. You'd be the talk of the gambling world if you were I nine know. and two in your picks. But eight and three. Pff. So I, I, I'm ready to put it out there. I, I should I take on I all the pros. Arnie versus the Joes well, and the pros. Let's take baby steps to get there first, okay? Yeah. So here's how confident I am. And I don't think you're seeing it as clearly as you are. Oh, I am. Believe me. I say that if you go under 500 in the opening weekend, I get to do the pick segment next week. Oh, done. Deal. Done. Absolutely. Of course. That means you can't talk about picks the whole show. Right. And if you go under 500, which two and three, one and four. Not going to happen. Not going right. to happen. I'll start getting my picks ready for next Sunday night. Go Let's ahead, go. Say what? Go ahead, knock yourself out. You've seen how great I am. I I can't believe you're giving me grief over it. Listen, but that's okay, Arnie. I, you've had two good week. Well, you had one good week. You had one good week in college. You sit and talk about the preseason being the free season, and you got like two picks right and three. You were so bad in the preseason, you didn't even pick the last week. Well, that that's why I'm I'm geared up for the regular season. Okay, so you don't judge too much from the preseason. No, though that was that was too hard to call this year. I don't know what happened. <laughs> okay, fair enough then. Well, uh, we're gonna hit Twitter real quick, then we're gonna get into our NFC West preview. Before I do though, anything else we haven't got to from the college football weekend we need to touch on. You know, I know there's it, it, well, I was gonna say, isn't that kind of funny how we all thought the Oregon Ohio State game was gonna be like one of the premier matchups? Matter of fact, how disappointed were we when we found out that game was canceled last year? It was like one of the first major games to get canceled. We're like, oh no, this sucks. And now we're like, well, we thought this was going to be a good team until we found that Oregon is just like an average team. So, um, but I, I mean, it's the only good, you know, it's one of the better matchups still for week two. It is. And I keep waiting. As someone wrote every year, when you have a guy who's probably going to be like a top two or three pick in the NFL draft, you right. know, someone has to write the article. I oh, should never play again. He should just sit out the rest of the season. I mean, is Florio wrote that yet? Is it out there? Is the NFL? Because that's what happens when someone like Kayvon Thibodeau gets hurt, right? Oh, right. he shouldn't play. Right. He's got to get ready for the draft. He wants to play. All right. And these dudes are getting paid now. I know you're not supposed to incentivize it, right? But they're getting right. paid now to play. They're getting big deals for you know, if it's an endorsement or if it's anything right now for a name, image, and likeness for guys like Kayvon Thibodeau. So he's going to – if he's healthy, he's going to play. I think I think that game between Oregon and Ohio State is going to end up being pretty good. I, I might really? be – I think there's teams that played poorly in week one. I'm not even putting Oklahoma in this mix. I'm even talking about them. And maybe played poorly in week one or wasn't as dominant, and they're going to play better in week two. I think Iowa State's a great example of it. I think Wisconsin's going to be better this year. But – 
Boy, this was a wild week one, Arnie. Yeah. We, we don't, see, way, we don't I, see weeks like that very often. You bring up a good point probably by mistake, but you do bring up a good point. Um, Thanks. That's, that's the NIL, is that going to stop kids from sitting out the entire season or sitting out of bowl games because they get paid money? And if I'm paying a kid money, I want you to be out there playing in a bowl game, not missing a bowl game. So I wonder if the NIL is going to stop that from happening. You bring up a good point by mistake. Well, I gave you credit. I did give you credit. I complimented you. You're the worst. All right. A um, couple of quick tweets here. Uh, Authentic Allen is all over this. Listen, I'm, yeah. I don't know if defending Cam is the hill you want to die on. That's just my point. Allen writes, so now Cam is not a smart quarterback? By the way, how exactly do we know just how cerebral Mac Jones is on the NFL level? Simply amazing. It must be nice to have white privilege and burden of athletic quarterbacks to deal with the majority white sports media and old stereotypes. Listen, this isn't us saying it. In fact, the last person who tweeted about Cam not being the smartest guy, uh, I'm pretty sure Daryl is a black man. So, Alan, maybe you guys can fight about this on Twitter. But But it was a former player that said it, yeah. And and then Rob Nigovich said it as well as a former player. So I'm just – I don't know if that's the fight that you want to go down swinging. If Cam ends up going somewhere in careers, let's go. What a fight to fight. But – I, I don't see it, Arnie. I, I don't see it panning out the way. I don't think anyone's going to sign him. No, when you're not vaccinated, um, you're not going to sign somebody like him, especially if he's going to be the backup quarterback. Your backup quarterback can't be worth all that trouble. Now, if there's a major injury, somebody goes down, you need a starter, you need to bring somebody in, maybe there's a chance. But I think, I think his career is pretty much done, at least as long as he is unvaccinated. Um, this is interesting from J.P., Because this has been one of your big fights. JP writes, I told you guys this a few weeks ago and stand by it now with Zach Martin not playing because of COVID. Take the under on teams with high total wins this year. There will probably be at least a few important players who will miss games. Bank on it. Well, and you were talking about that with Todd, but okay, bank on it. Who? When? Where? I mean, it it sounds great to say, but I mean, hey, I think a lot of underdogs are going to win some games this year. Well, but but you know what? Let's say I say I want to take the under in Dak touchdowns. I want to take the under in Dak yardage. I want to take the under in Ezekiel touchdowns, and I want to take the under in Ezekiel yardage. Um, what happens if the, one of those teams happens to be the Cowboys? Then I'm going to go four and zero, right? I'm, I'm boom, 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 boom. I picked the right team there, exactly. But you could also have injuries that happen. You know, right, so it might be also, more than just yes. COVID. But I will say this because I'm not a I'm not a big believer that it's going to have as big of an impact. I mean, one guard is going to miss the Thursday night game, and we're acting like the entire Cowboys are in quarantine right now. Here's what Peter King wrote this morning. Uh, I think COVID. Uh, this is from an unknown coach. Which, by the way. Put your name on it, man, an unknown coach. But anyway, I think COVID might affect teams more this year than last. Everybody was in the same boat last year without a vaccine. But now you've got vaccinated and unvaccinated players on most teams, and teams are trying to keep them apart. But look at what's what's happened already with the close contacts staying away for five days. And this weekend worries me. Players going home, going back to their schools. Our message to our guys before they left was, live your life, but remember, you've got a responsibility to this team. 
Well, what the, the, what happens at the end there? Live your life, but you got a responsibility to this team. So what what exactly are you saying there? Don't go home for the holidays. Well, they everybody can't stay tell here. Them that. They can't well, tell them that. Just like but that's what he's insinuating. Right. Well, just like Urban Meyer can't say that we yeah. cut vaccinated players. Yes. Right. <laughs> or unvaccinated players. It's right, okay right. to not say it, and that they're not saying it while they're saying it. So. I don't agree with that. I don't think that's the case. I think enough. You're looking at teams. I think the lowest vaccination rate for a team is what eighty six percent. So I, you still have incredibly high vaccination rates. Right. And when you look at that numbers, that's a very small number that's unvaccinated. By the way, Chris, coming back, let's say, I'm just for argument's sake, everybody goes home for Thanksgiving, even though that's past the the prime. But everybody goes home for whatever reason. Um, before you get them back with the team, you take the test. Isn't that the best way to do it? That way, um, you know, you have uh, 80, 90 people going their own way, and then you test them. If one person tests positive, you don't bring them back to the other 89 guys. So you know, if, if you were in practice, all of a sudden you've risked the whole damn team now, you know? And, and with, with take-home tests, you're able to test yes, just about anywhere, yes. right? And exactly, you could get exactly. – doctors could get them the price. It's it, it's not a bad idea, but I think they want to have them all in-house. I, I Again, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't. Um, I think the, the vaccination rates, and I know vaccinated players are going to get tested once a week, but I, I just don't think – listen, I'm not trying to tell you COVID's not a big no. issue. I don't think it's going to affect the NFL or college as much as it did well, last year. And when you say keep every, if they could keep everybody in house, um, what about your roommate? What about your significant other? Suppose they're working and one's a healthcare worker. You you can't keep them in check. So, I mean, next thing you know, somebody comes out with it and you kept them all in house. All eighty nine's got to be tested now. I I don't know what the proper answer is. I really don't. But yet, you want teams to have to forfeit if they have a breakout. Well, what do you want them to do? Play with it? I mean, is that what you're saying? Have no, no, no. I'm saying COVID? you try to reschedule. I don't think I don't well, think you should punish teams with tough. high vaccination rates. Yeah. I really don't. I think that's ridiculous. And I think you're going to see. I, you're really taking us down a path here, but okay. I, I just don't think that it's going to be this. It, you have ninety percent, a hundred percent vaccination rates on some teams. You tell me if there's a breakthrough breakout in Tampa and you can't reschedule a game, you're going to force them to forfeit. At 100%. And I know it's like, well, it would have to be unvaccinated players. Okay. Well, then you're still, if you can't reschedule a game and it's because of COVID, you're still going to make a forfeit. I don't even understand why we have to forfeit. I mean, if you've. Uh, if you've got like 30 people, isn't that enough? 40 people, isn't that enough to play? Or there is that go. what you're you making say? my no, point? No, you're... Absolutely. You're making yeah. my are, are The only place where you can have, I think, roster limits and or at least a, a threshold might be the offensive line that's about it I mean I think you could you can move guys around and you can make a receiver a running back maybe offensive line and quarterback but we saw in Denver last year that's not really oh that was horrible yeah. uh, <laughs> all right listen let's yeah. do this let's yeah. go ahead and get a break in here because I want to give plenty and ample time to our NFC West preview we've talked every division in the National Football League previewing each one leading into this week's opener on Thursday between the Bucks and the Cowboys in the entire week one slate. So before we get to our NFC West preview and before we grab our timeout, I did want to throw this in front of you because yeah. every every Sunday night around this time, Peter King's Football Morning in America drops. Great read during the offseason. In season, I don't know why. Don't read it very much. But what has been most people's Super Bowl pick outside of Arnie Spanier, who's picking the Dolphins every year? Most people are picking what? Tampa and Kansas City, right? 
Would you? In fact, what does Vegas have right now as the best odds to play in the Super Bowl? Would right? be probably Tampa and Kansas City, though Green Bay is probably right up there also. Right. Here is – okay, good, good. So Green Bay would be right up there as well. Here is Peter King's AFC, Conf- AFC Championship preview. He's picking Buffalo to beat Kansas City 27-25. In the NFC, he has the Buccaneers losing to the Rams – and he has the Rams winning the Super Bowl, becoming the second team to do it on their home field, beating the Bills 33-24. to And by the way, I only bring it up because he's been pretty good picking the Super Bowl. His uh, seven playoff teams from the AFC, Buffalo, Kansas City, Tennessee, and Cleveland, with New England, the Chargers, and Baltimore making it. From the NFC, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, the Rams, and Dallas – with San Francisco, New Orleans, and Seattle as wild cards. What are the Rams' odds for the Super Bowl? Do you know off the top of your head? Um, Google can be my friend here real quick on that. I, I mean, it's got to be like, what, 25 to 1 or 30 to 1 right in right in that range? That's it's kind of a big, long shot. Yeah, plus 1,300 right now. Though they're Also, the 13 third, to 1, that's, that's not too yeah. bad. Um, they're the third best odds. Not bad still, though, if they would end up making it and winning the Super Bowl, but... Peter King throwing a little bit uh, less chalk out there in his projections tonight in his football morning America. Well, it's not like he's Come. picking the Dolphins. No, that, that's really going out on a limb right now. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio, brought to you in part by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of the first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. NFC West Preview is next on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote
right, let's do it. Yes. NFC West preview, Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. This will get us through all the divisions. Let's go. Um, first of all, the the win, the we usually do the over under win total second. Right. Right. We we give you the preview. I'm just I'm I'm fascinated. I don't know if this has ever happened before. Okay. Three of the four teams have double digit win totals. Over under for the Seahawks, ten. Over under for the Rams, ten and a half. Over under for the Niners at ten and a half. That's crazy. And you by know, the way, Chris, the Cardinals you, are at eight yeah. and a half right now. So if you take the over, you expect them to have a winning record. You know, you throw in the divisional games. There's got to be some mathematical formula to, to figure out what are the probability of all three going over. And I can't imagine um, it, it can't be. I, I can't imagine it's even close to being 50 50 on on each one of them. So I, I would have to do some, you know, get one of those math guys to figure out which ways to go, which one goes on the under. I like the way that you put that. Get one of those math guys. Yeah, because uh, it certainly isn't me, that's for sure. All right, so before we, we get our pick on that, let's let's talk about Seattle. Seattle finished 12-4 and four last year, a quick finish to the playoffs. Uh, interesting start to the season. They go to the Colts, who you know, we'll see what the status is of Carson Wentz and Quentin yeah. Nelson. Then they get the Titans at home before back-to-back road trips to the Vikings and the San Francisco 49ers. So they're getting things rolling in conference play, divisional play, pretty quick. You know, Jamal Adams is back. He's got a new deal. Bring in uh, newcomer Al Woods, who was, uh, what, he's, ended up, they got him uh, from Jacksonville, where he returns this year. Uh, they they had 1,100 defensive plays last year, Arnie, 1,112, the most in the league. I don't know if they're good enough defensively. They were 31st stopping the pass last year, 27th on third down. So, you know, maybe bringing in Witherspoon makes a difference for him, but what's your overall feel on Russell Wilson and the Seahawks? You know, you're right about that. The defense certainly underperformed last year, which is the reason why you didn't see them in the Super Bowl. I'm saying to myself, there's no way they could be that bad again. That wasn't a typical Seattle defense or Pete Carroll defense. Um, I love their offense. I love their receivers. The only thing I'm wondering is, um, is there going to be okay at running back? There was a problem at running back last year. And I think the year before that, Carson, what, played, what, 12, 13 games? Um, is he going to be enough? Because if you can't run the ball in this league and kill the clock, you're, I mean, you could win the division, but how far are you going to go in the playoffs is a whole other story. You got to be able to run the football. Is that going to be enough running back for Seattle? But otherwise, they're, I mean, they're the class of the division, no doubt about that. Well, I know you don't care about coordinators or offensive line play. But let's also remember that they do have a little bit of a contractual issue with Dwayne Brown. We'll see if he's ready to go. They upgraded the interior of their offensive line by trading for Gabe Jackson, who's a rock star uh, at right guard. But we'll see if it's good enough to keep them near the top. All right. Rams finished second last year at 10 and six, but they had a complete and total roster makeover in advance of Sean McVay's fifth season. They lost to Green Bay in the playoffs. Uh, Brandon Staley has moved on. He's the head coach now of the Chargers. Raheem Morris is their first-year defensive coordinator. We all know about Aaron Darnold. But listen, the conversation here, Arnie, it's all about Matt Stafford, right? We know they have a great defense. They only allowed 18.5 points per game. We'll see how that's affected with a new D.C. But they lost Cam Akers. He gets hurt. They've got Cooper Cup. um, And they've got Matt Stafford. I know that... I know that Bernie Fratto is very anti-Matt Stafford, and a lot of people out of Detroit might be. But what, what do you think about the juice 
if any, he can give this Los Angeles Rams offense. Yeah, well, I didn't live in Detroit, so I'm not anti-Matthew Stafford. Matter of fact, we've we've talked about veteran quarterbacks that are going to revitalize their career. Matthew Stafford, to me, is number one on that list. I think he's going to have the year of all years. I think he's going to be phenomenal. I think he could lead the Rams to challenge Seattle in that division. Um, The big question is, and I love their defense, but obviously you got to love their defense, but the big question is, is Sony Michelle going to eventually be the starter there? Is he going yes. to take over? I think he, so. You know, he, he is the bad of a knock he got in New England. He wasn't all that bad the last couple of years. Yes, he's had some injuries, but he's been close to a, thousand, a little over 900 yards the last couple of years. Uh, I just think he just needed a change of scenery. Uh, I'm wondering to see what happens with Sony Michelle when it's said and done. So we'll mention Arizona here just because they finished – third in the league last year. And it's kind of impressive, Arnie, because what they did this offseason is they added three first-round picks. Yeah. Three first-round picks. Now, not only did they draft in the first round this year. Uh, no, Isaiah Simmons was last year, right? So not only did they la- draft in the first round this year to the Arizona Cardinals, um, but they also picked up Xavier Collins' kid out of Tulsa with a 16th pick. But, Arnie, they also picked up the fourth and 11th pick in the 2011 draft. Holy smokes, old school A.J. Green and J.J. Watt. Oh, my bad, my bad. I'm sorry, go ahead. You got me confused. You're killing me right now, Smalls. They brought in A.J. Green and J.J. Watt. It's too late for you, I understand it. But uh, So they get the 4th and the 11th pick from the 2011 draft, maybe a little bit past their prime. We'll see how things pan out for... Another year of development in Kyler Murray. They fell apart last week down the stretch after an incredible start. How do you see year three under Cliff Kingsbury, who so far is 13-18-1, and this team blitzed like crazy last year? Best 13-18-1 record I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> and you're expecting them to take the next step, and I, I'm, I'm going to say the same thing about them this year. I mean, picking up J.J. Watt was just phenomenal. That kind of came out of nowhere because it was you heard about Cleveland and some other teams out there, so I was, I was a little surprised about that. I'm a Kyler Murray fan. I wasn't a fan when he came into the NFL. And, you know, with the whole way he did interviews, but he certainly knows, he certainly proved that he could play this game. They picked up Connor to help Chase Edmonds over there at running back. They've got the receiving core, um, you know, A.J. Green, Hopkins. I've expected big things. They just play in the hardest division in football. That's the only problem there, Chris. Yeah, and I was I was looking at their schedule, too, real quick and prepping for this. They've got a beast. I mean, they open up with the Titans. Now they got a chance to get right with the Vikings and Jaguars. But listen to this three-week run in weeks four, five, and six. At at the Rams in Los Angeles, home for the Niners, then at Cleveland. And it's going to be cold by October 17th when Kyler and Baker go at it. Which gets us to the team that probably, I guess you would say, is the favorite to win the division, right? The San Francisco 49ers, absolutely, totally, and completely beat up by injuries last year. From George Kittle to Jimmy B to Nick Bosa, they've got a chance already to go from worst to first if they can stay healthy. Full season of Trent Williams at left tackle. They brought in Alex Mack at center. They allowed 208 yards passing per game last year, which was really good, fourth fewest in the NFL. But I guess I'm, a, I guess I'm not someone who really knows what they're going to do at quarterback. Right now, does that matter? Are they that talented of a roster where if it's Jimmy G or if it's Trey Lance, they're still going to win this division or well, at I'm least not battle so, two? 
I'm not so sure unless you're taking that from Vegas where they should be the favorite. I still, still think it should be Seattle. But um, you're right about the quarterback situation. Um, what's going to be? Is it going to be Jimmy Garoppolo? And it's going to be him the whole year. Are they going to mix in Trey Lance? Uh, you know, five to ten plays a game. I'm, you know, I used to love Jimmy Garoppolo. I used to say, this guy is great. Now you can't even trade him. Nobody wants to touch that contract. Is it going to be enough um, to go and lead San Francisco? The injuries just destroyed them last year. Never seen a team take so many injuries before in my, especially with Kittle. I mean, my goodness, you didn't know from game to game how that guy was going to be. Yeah, they're the, probably the second. You know what? I'm not even going to say that. I think it's going to be a good fight between the other three teams. Um, this is the hardest division in damn football. I, I don't know where you think San Francisco, where we just snap our fingers and they're going to be on top of that division. I'm, I'm not so sure about that. Rams are listed as the favorite by DraftKings Sportsbook at plus wow. five, but I guess I just make all this S up. So when we come back, let's dive into the over-under win totals. By San Francisco, speaking of teams who have a unique schedule, I mean, <laughs> they've got a chance to be 2-0 and and not even break a sweat. They open up in Detroit. And then they travel to Philadelphia. Oh, jeez. You know I mean? So geez. They're, they're probably 2-0. But then they get the Packers and the Seahawks back-to-back. They have they have one of the, the weirdest schedule because it's like two easy games, two tough games. Two easy games, two tough games. I love it's, that. It's an yeah. interesting balance. We'll see how it plays out for the Niners. But when we come back, over-under win totals. But first, for one final time tonight, Steve DeSager gets us current, gets us caught up on everything going on in the world of sports. What's up, Steve? Well, that late match at the U.S. Open in New York did end well after 1 a.m. Eastern time, and the winner, the French Open champ, Barbara Krejcikova, advances to the U.S. Open quarterfinals, but late in her match, there was an injury timeout. She went off the court to be looked at by trainers. Almost a 10-minute delay. Her opponent's just standing around on the court, and she comes back and beats her opponent. And, And in between between every point late in the match was delaying, walk over, get a towel, anything just to keep standing on the court, and then had to be helped off the court by the trainer after uh-huh. winning. So just enough. And then they apologized to the opponent, I'm sorry, at the net when there was a delayed shake of the hands. So I'm not sure how the opponent took that. Thanks a lot. I'm out of the tournament. <laughs> so uh, the quarterfinals not until Tuesday. We'll see if she's healthy by then. The this pe- thing's still going on? No, it has ended, uh-huh. but she had to be helped no, off after I'm winning. I'm the U.S. Open, period. I feel like it's on every Every day with 86 champs. <laughs> no, it's it, like the Little League tournament. Yes, oh it's still gosh. going on. And no, there's no Roger Federer at age 40. He's having a third knee operation. And there's no Rafael Nadal due to a foot injury. Men's number one, Novak Djokovic, will play tomorrow. The PGA Tour season is over. And uh, I believe our Dan Beyer pointed out it's like 11 days till the new season starts. Uh. They don't wait till January anymore. Anyway, Patrick Cantley was the winner in Atlanta by one stroke over John Rahm. Cantley earns $15 million. John Rahm was number one in the world ranking. Started with a four-shot deficit in this final tournament. Uh, gets within one, finishes second, and he gets $5 million. Dustin Johnson finished eighth place and gets $1.1 million. Wow. <sighs> yeah, wow. wow. Wow is correct. NASCAR win at Darlington tonight for Denny Hamlin. Disappointing night for U.S. men's soccer. They tied Canada 1-1 in a World Cup qualifier on FS1. Crowd of 43,000 was booing at the end of this. The Americans this past week had a tie at El Salvador in their opener. Wednesday, it's the U.S. at Honduras, and then three more games next month. And then there's that college football game tonight. 41-yard field goal for ninth-ranked Notre Dame to win in overtime at Florida State. 
38. The Irish were up 38-20 to start the fourth quarter. FSU tied it in the final minute of regulation on a 43-yard field goal, but the Seminoles missed a 37-yarder in overtime. As the athletic Stuart Mandel tweeted, personally, I still can't believe FSU missed a field goal wide left in overtime on the <laughs> night they paid tribute to Bobby Bowden. Wow. Jack Kidding. Cohn, Notre Dame's new quarterback, four touchdown passes, 366 yards. There is a game tomorrow night, Old Miss in Atlanta against Louisville. Mississippi coach Lane Kiffin out after testing positive for COVID. And Connecticut football coach Randy Edsel announced today he will retire after this season. He's been talked about a lot by Aaron Torres, Connecticut's yeah, own, sure. on our Saturday night show the last couple weekends. Randy Edsel making well over a million dollars a year is 6-32 and 32 since he returned to good. UConn, just for the record. NFL season opener Thursday night, Dallas at Tampa Bay. Dallas guard Zach Martin tested positive for COVID. He's out for Thursday. 49ers signed veteran defensive back Josh Norman. The San Diego Padres now lead the race for the final NL wildcard spot. Half game over the Reds, who lost at home to Detroit 4-1. The Padres won their game on a solo homer bottom of the ninth by Jake Cronenworth. 4-3 over Houston. And Seattle won its fifth straight game, an 11-inning win at, at Arizona, 10-4. Mariners now only three games out of the final AL wildcard spot behind Boston. Toronto and Oakland only four games out with a month to go. Tampa Bay lost at home. Yankees lost at home. And Boston lost at home. By the way, Yankees reliever Jonathan Loizga having a good year, went on the injured list with a strained yep. rotator cuff. Atlanta and Philadelphia each one on the road. The Mets as well. In fact, the Mets got a run in the eighth and six in the ninth for the win at Washington. 13-6. to Javi Baez, four for four, including his 28th homer. And did you see how the Cardinals game finished? They're fighting for the last wild card in the NL. They're about to host the Dodgers for a four-game series beginning tomorrow. The Cardinals today gave up five runs in the bottom of the ninth oh. to lose, losing on a pinch hit grand slam at Milwaukee, six wow. to five. Wow. And then tonight's game at San Francisco Giants beat the Dodgers pretty handily. Six four was the final, but the Dodgers left nine on base, left men at second and third after nobody outs. They had second and third in the seventh, in the second inning rather. And then in the third, left bases loaded, and the fifth, left bases loaded. Albert Pujols with a late two-run homer. So 6-4 Giants, the final. The loss to Walker Bueller, and the Giants are up by a game in the NOS. Mm. Back to you. Mm. Thanks, Steve. Have a great week, mm. man. All right. Over-under in the yes. NFC West. We went through every team, gave yeah. a little nugget on each team. Here we go. Seahawks over-under 10. Wow. They went 12-4 and four last year, 17 Correct. games. So you think an 11-6 and six to get the over 10 gets you the push i'd have to bet the over i think that's kind of a bargain out there still the hardest division in football but after what they did last year and they should be better defensively i think i'd have to take the over 10 with seattle on that one rams i know a team you like a lot you're buying into quite a bit right 10 and 6 last year over under 10 and a half this year Oh boy, they get they they had to give me the half. I'm still going to yep. take the over. And again, I think the Rams go eleven six or even better than that. Uh, worried about what's going to happen at running back, but other than that, I think they're absolutely solid. I'm going to go with the over ten and a half on that one. Cardinals eight and a half. Oh, absolutely over, absolutely over. They were eight and eight last year. Um, even if they didn't get better, they could have easily still go over eight and a half, and they did get better. So. Um, yeah, I, I think that's probably the best pick of the of, of the division is over eight and a half for the Cardinals. So I just, you know, I, I notice these little digs you'll take on certain teams and, yeah. and their numbers. And I, 
I don't feel like you're too high on the 49ers because every time I bring up anything, you question them. You wonder right. why people are high on them. Ten and a half. Yeah, I, that's under. the one I'll go under, uh, even uh, especially because Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm just so unsure about him. If they do bring in Trey Lance, it's not like they're going to win games because of Trey Lance. Sure, he's going to be really good, but it's going to take a while for him to get going. Um, he's got to learn. It's going to take like a year. It's not going to uh, add up to wins on the board there. So I'm going to go the under 10 and a half. And 10 Look and 7 you. is still a good year for San Francisco after winning six games last year. Look at you. Well, okay, so it doesn't change your thoughts if they go with Lance over Garoppolo, right? That's not like a... No, then I'm definitely going under. Really? Okay. All right. yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I disagree with you, but yeah. I, I don't know if I've seen a team, two teams this year, that everyone is all in on, that I'm just, I, I, don't, I don't get it. And the Niners might be one of them, and I think the other one is everyone, and, and again, I, I like Justin Herbert a lot. Right. But the, the Chargers are another one. I mean, I'll play. Maybe I'll throw the Patriots in there, too, just to kind of jump on the Everybody jumping you. on the Patriot bandwagon, doing the 10-7 and 7 and 11-6. and 6. Uh, I saw Colin adding yep. two wins to them. I don't know where they're getting all this because uh, in case they didn't know, Mac Jones is still a rookie. I don't care how he looked against Federal Express uh, FedEx drivers, uh, you know, uh, four-string players out wow. there, which aren't on the team anymore because that's what he did it against. I just want to make this very clear. I love you, FedEx drivers. So you can do whatever you want to Arnie's packages that are shipped yes. to his house. Please take yes. care of mine. All right, uh, real quick, before we break and get to your picks, and then uh, right after your picks, we'll be diving into our, our biggest games of week one and week two of college football. But, Arnie, what was the reaction like this week when the decision was made in the New England area to cut Cam Newton and give Mac the gig? We haven't had a show. You haven't been on the air on Fox Sports Radio since that happened. Right. Um, well, first of all, I, I always thought that Mac was going to be the starter, but it was going to be in week number five after, after the, the Brady game. After the Brady game, because you didn't want to throw him in that. there at, yep. at the very first game. Um, once we found out that, especially when Cam uh, got the, the the COVID notice, he didn't come down with COVID, but had to miss five games. Then we heard in practice that you know Mac is taking the advantage. Even Bill Belichick, when asked. Um, is this open up the door? He said, well, something to the effect that it does and left it at that. At that point, I thought, I'm like, hey, he's going to be the starter. He's going to win it. Now, I was surprised that they cut Cam Newton. I thought they were going to keep him around for a backup because he, he's only guaranteed $3.5 million. I think his whole contract is $7 million. So $3.5 million, I don't think is a lot for, for a backup there. But the fact that he was unvaccinated really shouldn't surprise us. Why keep him around breathing over your rookie's uh, neck uh, about who should be there and have a debate started? Just move on. Let Mac be the starter and get yourself another backup quarterback. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. Exactly what they did. I, you know, we, we, we talked to John Middlecoff earlier, and he had started theorizing that it could be a possibility on his podcast. And I think we talked about it a few weeks ago, and we were both like, eh. <laughs> you know, this Bill Belichick had said everything in defense of Cam Newton, right? Even the, well, I think he made it pretty clear Cam's our starting quarterback. And right. then lo and behold, two weeks later, boom, he's out. So a fascinating development over the last couple of days, I guess, right? Do you yeah, think they- it, it, it kind of it, it didn't really come that once the that um, Cam was missed from practice, mm-hmm. you thought that maybe this was going to lead to something else, and that's exactly what happened. Do you think they gave him a choice to stick around 
And he said, no, just go ahead and release me? Yeah, I think they did. And he probably just said, no, I, I want to go and find some other team I can start with, which I don't think there's anybody in there. And now he's overestimated it himself because nobody's going to take somebody that wasn't uh, vaccinated. I think Belichick wanted him gone anyway. So I think it's a win-win situation for everybody. I've got three can't-miss games in week one. We'll talk about them coming up next. Plus, Arnie's picks, and there's Woo. a lot on the line. Woo. Arnie's got five NFL picks. If he goes under and 500 five next too. week, under 500 in, in just the NFL picks, because you said you got a good feel, then I get to do the pick segment next week. All Very, very big pick segment coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote final segment wow we made it Lord football returns next Thursday. Well, this coming Thursday, next Sunday night, we'll have a full slate of games to talk about, including the three can't miss games. Arnie real quick before your picks high noon central one Eastern on CBS Pittsburgh at Buffalo. And then that double header at three o'clock, because remember double headers, both time slots for week one and week. What 18, I guess would be. Pittsburgh, Buffalo, the early game, Cleveland at Kansas City, and how about Green Bay at New Orleans in Jacksonville? Three great games. And I didn't even mention uh, your Miami Dolphins against New England. That's the best game of the bunch. What do you say? Let's get after it. It's time for Arnie's picks. Remember, he's guaranteed over 500 in his five NFL picks. If not, I get the pick segment next week. Let's go. I feel all right, good let's, about Let's this. start with college, first of all. First, I'm 8-3 against the spread. I went 4-3 and three in week two. I am now 3-1 um, versus the spread on my upset specials. 
and my upset specials two and two straight up for the win. So, I'm so confused that's pretty by good. That. That's pretty good for what that means. If I say a fifteen point underdog is going to win and they won, two and two is not that bad. So eight and three versus the spread. Let's get going. College football. I was impressed with Notre Dame today. Good victory. They're not going to be so close against Toledo. They'll blow them out. I'll take the Irish laying eighteen and a half. I saw what Iowa State did against Northern Iowa. They should be embarrassed. Meanwhile, Iowa looked good, but they did a lot defensively. But I'm still going to take Iowa and take the small amount of points there in three and a half. Texas impressed me with the victory over Louisiana. I think they do the same against Arkansas. Don't like laying the six, but I'll do it. Give me the Longhorns minus the six against Arkansas. Washington lost to Montana. I'm not betting Michigan because I like Michigan so much. I'm betting Michigan because I'm anti-Washington. Give me the Wolverines minus five and a half. And you know I'm taking my Arizona Wildcats in a pickup game against San Diego State. Maybe I'll have to lay one. Um, So there's my college picks. By the way, I will post my college picks on Friday on Twitter. My pro picks on Saturday with the updated lines because why, the lines. Why are you going to change? Are you going to change them? No, no, just the lines change like crazy. Uh, you know what I mean? All right, all so right. they change like two to three points. Well, like, I did see that line. By the way, the most fascinating line was the Eastern Washington UNLV line. UNLV was an eleven-point favorite, and by the time the game the game kicked off, they were two-point underdog. Oh, that's crazy. crazy! Yeah. Um, all right, that's why, you know, I'll, I'll put it out Fair on enough. Twitter with the exact lines. But Fair enough. Uh, Fair uh, enough. let's get to the NFL Thursday, right, uh, Tampa, Dallas. Um, I'm all over Tampa. They're going to open up the whole can of whoop ass against the Cowboys. Ooh, Noodle gosh. arm Prescott won't even know what hit him. Tampa should win this one by three touchdowns. I'll lay the seven and a half against the Cowboys. I'm all over Carolina. I'm all over Carolina. Oh, my goodness. Five points against the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets with a rookie quarterback. I wish I had a million dollars for that one. I love, love Carolina. Um, Who did I tell you was going to be the surprise team in the NFL? Who did I tell you, Chris? I, it's like Miami every year. So no, I, Jacksonville. I told you Jacksonville, and I'm not laying off. Give me Jacksonville minus the three against the Houston Texans, which is a hot mess. I love, I love the Atlanta Falcons minus the three and a half against maybe perhaps the worst team in the NFL. That would be the Philadelphia Eagles. They are just horrible. So I'm going to take the Falcons minus three and a half there. And my last pick, gimme, 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 my Dolphins plus the three. I don't need the three. I don't want the three. I'll take the three. They'll beat New England 27 to 10. So there you have my picks. Do with them as you please. No longer strictly for entertainment purposes oh, only. Oh, clap, 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 clap. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Might you. Might be the only win that Jacksonville gets all season. So wow. Going to be two and 15 two and season with a couple of wins over Houston. All right. I, I'm already getting my pick segment ready for next week. Oh, you don't like my pro picks? You don't, you don't like them, huh? Well, I, I just, it's funny how we fought over Carolina two weeks ago. Now all of a sudden you love them. Love them. And, love them. Um, Atlanta minus three and a half against Love Philadelphia. Whenever I, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know what you see in Atlanta that is so much more impressive than anything we've seen from Philadelphia. Philadelphia is the worst team in the NFL. I think Jacksonville might be the worst team in the NFL. I think okay, Houston then Philadelphia is the second be, worst team. Then, I think yes. Houston might be the worst team in the NFL. 
And I don't know if Atlanta is that much superior to any of them right now. I mean, wow. Just I, listen, I want you to keep your segment. All right. I don't like to do any extra work, don't, but I I'm already just, left Saturday. Don't take my segment away now. Well, uh, you you're the one that made the bet. You keep trying. I to put feel your, good. Five and oh, you keep trying to put your job on the line with other five bets, and oh, so I'm at least saving you that from a segment. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, full slate of NFL games starts on Thursday night. We have one more college game tomorrow night with Ole Miss and Louisville. Of course, Ole Miss will be without Lane Kiffin, who uh, tested positive for COVID. So that's unfortunate, but it uh, should be fun. Should be fun. And we'll be here Sunday night. To break it all down. Great job by Lita Lap, our producer. Got us John Middlecoff. Got us the great Todd Furman. If you missed any of it, it's available on our podcast at foxsportsradio.com. Awesome job by Bobo. Uh, if you need to be motivated to get to the gym, go watch Bobo's video. It's got that little cross-handed <laughs> grip on the clean jer- It's impressive. Dude's, oh, ri- dude's ripped. Bobo on the wheels of steel. Also, great job by Steve DeSego on updates. And the millions and millions of editors behind the scenes getting us the sound and making it possible to do this show. Arnie, have a great first week you of the too. NFL. Should be a blast. For Arnie Spanier, I'm Chris Plank. Stick See around. Ya. Big Ben Maller is next on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 